0: we <laughs> Hello, it is Tuesday, October 16th. We are so thankful you chose to listen to the Pat McAfee Show today. We have a good one for you. We got a conversation about everything happening in the world, literally everything. Dan Marino gets talked about in an interesting way. I would like to send my T's and P's to the Marino family prior to this conversation being released. An incredible interview with Dan Patrick. Legendary Mm -hmm, broadcaster Dan Patrick is right around the corner. He opens up about some things I've never heard before. Yeah. It was an awesome interview. I enjoyed it a lot. It's 20 I minutes of, of deep stuff. It's good. It's floored good it bored me. I didn't see it coming. It really it did. Hit home. It really did. It did hit home. And the thing that I hit this weekend was my bookie's bank account. <laughs> sure, watching football is fun, but it's more entertaining when you have some action on the games. Mm-hmm. Guys, you've heard me talking about this for weeks and, and weeks. weeks. And some of you are still on the sidelines. How? Why? Get what are off. you doing? <laughs> Get off the bench. Whether you're an expert or a rookie, you should be betting at my bookie. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, like playing the numbers on roulette, Or scratch off? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. You can create a big parlay. Patty Parlay almost hit this weekend. Dallas Cowboys becoming a juggernaut. Completely tee-backed the whole operation. I was four out of five for the 16-1, to 1, 250 to make four grand parlay. And the Dallas Cowboys screwed me. That's neither here nor there. We'll talk about it later. Know that I wasn't happy about it. Parlays are one of my new favorite things, though. Boy. They're beautiful. Boy, for those that are big dreamers, a parlay is the way to they go. They
1: are addicting, my friend. They are
0: incredible. Gambling on the games is incredible. Mm-hmm. For a parlay, you just have to pick three teams or three bets to hit. and if you Hit all three, you could turn hundred dollars into six hundred dollars.
1: That's not bad. If you
0: could turn two hundred and fifty dollars into four grand, if you do five, which oh, I was bad. There's so much to bet on: playoff baseball, hockey, primetime fights, and more. Literally everything at my But my bookie is the one bet I know you'll be happy with all year. I recommend these guys because I really trust them. My bookie has been in business for years. They've got great online reviews, and their mobile site is easy to use. If you're on the sidelines, now is the time to get in the game. Get in the mm-hmm. game. MyBookie will still match your first deposit dollar for dollar, but you got to join now because they'll be pulling that offer. Log on to MyBookie right now and double your money using promo code PAT and you'll get your first deposit matched 100%. That's promo code PAT. You play, you win, you, you get paid. paid. Big shout out to MyBookie. Also, big thanks to Simply Safe. Here's why uh. I'm a big fan of Simply Safe home security. Simply Safe is ready for anything that gets mm-hmm. thrown at it. If a storm takes out your power, simply safe is ready an intruder cuts your phone line simply safe is ready say they destroy your siren simply safe is ready sure it may be overkill maybe you don't need to be ready for every worst case scenario but if you do simply safe is ready That was tough, that last one. (laughs) Simply Safe could cost an arm and a leg because it is always ready, but it doesn't. Instead, they only charge you what's fair 24 7 professional security monitoring is just $14.99 a month. There are no contracts and no hidden fees. I recommend Simply Safe to everyone I know. You have to check it out. Our office has it, my house has it. It's Mm -hmm. absolutely incredible. $14.99 a month is an incredible deal for Mm -hmm. comfort and security, and that's what Simply Safe does. is so simple to use. It's just an app on your phone. Bing, bang, boom. You see exactly what's going on. Go to S-I-M-P-L-I-S-A-F-E dot com slash M-C-A-F-E-E today. That's simplysafe.com slash McAfee to protect your home and family today. Simplysafe.com slash McAfee. It's definitely worth it. Another thing that's definitely worth it is having fans like you. I'm so oh. thankful. We're so thankful for all of you. Uh-huh. You're the absolute best. And now you're going to get a chance to listen to an incredible conversation with a legend
2: hello it's dan patrick
0: oh my god you're the best listen to that voice right there it is as soon as you said your name right there everybody in here just you caught everybody's attention with that beautiful voice i'm gonna give you an intro and we'll get right into it all right okay thank you so much dan you're welcome Ladies and gentlemen, joining us via phone is a man that needs no introduction. When his voice hits the airwaves, babies stop crying in hospitals all across the country. His voice is so damn smooth, you've heard him and seen him. He was on Sports Center for a while, made that show the number one show on TV for a long time. He was host of Football Night in America for a while. His daily show on radio gets rave reviews in a Awards that is simulcast on television. Ladies and gentlemen, the host of the Dan Patrick Show, with he and the Danette's Dan Patrick.
2: I thought I didn't need any introduction.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, there might be somebody who lives under a rock that might not have heard of the great Dan Patrick. Dan, how is life? You're still crushing this whole media game here 30 years into the game. How is life? How is Dan Patrick?
2: Everything's good. Everything's good. I think people were... thought I was uh, on suicide watch after I decided I wasn't going to do football night in America. (laughs) So I had people checking in on me on Sundays to say, are are you okay? (laughs) I go, yeah, I'm fine. I'm, I'm, I'm surviving. Uh, Being on football night in America, I'm actually watching games and fantasy league and having beer. (laughs) So
0: Dan, you broke up right there, Dorn. Right after you said Fantasy League and beers, it's almost like Football Night in America is attacking your phone
2: right (laughs) now. (laughs) Uh, Everything's good, though. Everything's good. The daily grind uh, that we have in this business, but I like to stay busy. I remember uh, it was uh, Brent Musburger and Bob Costas both wondered how I did it every day, and I said, I don't know how you don't do it every day, um, because that's... That's what we do as a sports fan, as somebody who does this for a living. I I love the daily daily grind of following stories and interviewing and you know It's, uh, I love the process.
0: You're one of the best interviewers in the sports world. I mean, anytime you get a guest in there, you have this ability of bringing out incredible things and forming these relationships. You and Adam Sandler have become best friends basically from his experiences on the show. Who are some of the people you talk to that you've enjoyed hearing their story or people you feel like you got a chance that they opened up with you that you did not expect?
2: I think anybody who's honest, that's that's what you want, because I always view it as I'm a conduit to the listener or the viewer, and if I'm doing my job, I can have my question get to an answer and then give that to the viewer or listener, because that's who you're serving. Uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. probably surprised me as much as anybody when he started talking about his childhood and things that he had never talked about before publicly, and what stood out is. You know, I, I just talked to him about growing up, and he, he said, I remember watching my house burn down, and I realized at the time all my toys were inside, and then I had to go live with my dad, and it, so it kind of struck me with the honesty of it, but if you've ever been around Dale Earnhardt Jr., that, that's who he is, but just that, I think he said he was five years old or four years old, his house burns down, he lost his toys and then he had to go move with his dad and i i just it kind of stuck with me of how refreshing refreshingly honest it was with something that was so painful to him and delivering it in that manner so it uh, all i want is somebody who if you ask a question you think you're getting an honest answer out of them and doesn't always happen but when you do then uh, sometimes you have radio gold
0: So with that being said, OBJ, I guess, was very honest with his answers about the Giants, but he looks like a bit of an asshole when it comes out. So what is your thoughts on the whole... Because everybody in media, and I'm not saying you, I said everybody there, that's a broad brush. Most people in media, though, want honest answers until they think that it's not the right thing to say. What do you think about the whole OBJ situation with Lil Wayne and the New York Giants?
2: Well, I want honest answers, but that doesn't mean I have to like honest answers. So, I mean, there's a, there's a difference in that. Because if, if you give me honest answers, you're making my job easier. But that doesn't mean I approve of them. You know, Jimmy Butler's keeping it real in Minnesota. Really? It didn't sound like he was keeping it real. How about you keep it real, quiet, and you keep it inside. You keep it <laughs> yep. in the locker room. You know, he he made it public for a reason. I believe Odell Beckham Jr. made it public for a reason. And the fact that these two both feel like they, uh, you know, th- this was. This was the way to do it because you were being honest, quote, unquote, being honest. You know, Jalen Ramsey assesses every quarterback in the NFL, and we go, oh, okay, he's being honest. Okay. Was he being honest about his own quarterback? And the answer was no. How (laughs) honest was he being with these other quarterbacks, or why was he so honest about them? We sort of pick and choose when we go, oh, boy, I love that, or, you know, that's wrong. I love the fact that these guys say stupid things sometimes, but if I'm Minnesota, I don't want Jimmy Butler back. Uh, Odell Beckham, you just got your contract, and now you're not sure if you want to be in New York, or now you're not sure about Eli Manning. You know, (laughs) toughen up a little bit there. And, you know, with Jalen Ramsey, you want to crush other quarterbacks and say guys are overrated. Be honest about Blake Bortles, and then I'll buy into whatever else you say. So I love it. I, uh, appreciate it, but I don't always approve of it.
0: Do you have one of your interviewing people? Do you have set questions ready or do you let the conversation go? However it goes.
2: I like to have a starting point, but then I don't want you to, I, I never want to feel like, you know what the next question is. And and it does mean that I want to get you. It's, I just want, I want you a little uncomfortable, and so you don't get into a pattern of, well, I know what this is going to be, and then I'm going to answer this question. And even when somebody comes on the show, I don't like to, how are you? How are you? Good, good, good. How are you? You. I just, when you come on, it's like, you know, I, I just want to dive in. I, w- I want to get right into it, and I want you to sort of forget that you're holding a phone, and then I'm going to get you relaxed there. That's the key. I want you to forget that anybody's listening. I want to take away a little bit of that. And that's why it's really hard when you interview somebody on TV because you got a camera, you got lights, you got, you know, makeup, you got a tie, you know, all those things. But with radio, that's why I love radio. I'd never want to give up radio. I talk. Uh, because I, I love that intimacy of my voice, your voice. And then let's paint a picture here for the audience. That's that's the great challenge. That's the fun part.
0: Let's paint a picture here, then. Every Super Bowl, you have the best setup in the city. Whenever it was Indianapolis, the Dan Patrick stage at the Victory Field, Indianapolis Indians Place, was absolutely incredible. Are you a part of all the planning of everything that happens with the Dan Patrick show, or are you there to perform, and you got other people handling business decisions?
2: Well, it's got my name on it. And I, I, I have to have I want to have input. we're We're planning our Super Bowl open in a month. we're We're going to shoot it for Atlanta. And so that's how far out we've been talking about it. We've already been discussing our set in Atlanta. We've been discussing the set in Minneapolis for the final four in uh, in late March, early April that's fun to be able to be involved in the process. I'm honored to be involved in the process. But, um, you know, it ultimately comes down to my comfort level of what it looks like, how I can use that. Because in Indianapolis, as you know, we had a a mini racetrack there. Uh, You have a basketball (laughs) hoop, a golf simulator. You know, we had a keg. Like, there's just things that I like on set when we do it to let people know we're different than any other show and and that's what we pride ourselves in doing but yeah i i want to be involved in it i was involved in every step of the way with the build out of the studio um camera angles the memorabilia that's put up in in the in the uh, show on the walls all of that stuff so at times i should let others do it but it's, just got, it's got my name on it, and I want it to be great. I can tell when the Danettes have messed with something on my desk. <laughs> if, if they move something, and then they'll do it just to fuck with me, and I'll go, <laughs> who moved that? <laughs> <laughs> but I do it because I just want them to know. I have attention to detail. I want them to have attention to detail as well, but I, I take a snapshot uh, every every day when I leave I know exactly where things are but it's my stuff you Now all this stuff that we have in the studio you know my wife wanted me to get it out of the house so I, I it's all mine so I know what it is know where it is and how it's positioned and you know that's another fun part of it because we don't I don't collect normal memorabilia agreed that's just not how we think you know hey let me get me an autographed jersey uh, or let me get that we wanted the socks of the kid who scored the most points in a, a basketball game he played at grinnell i think he had 138 <laughs> points I said, send me your socks so he autographed his socks you know, not, you know that's just that's different for us but that's the fun part of all of this
0: so you're ocd you're analytical yes. when yes. you left the machine, the mothership and start doing your yeah. own thing. Were you nervous?
2: You know what? I, I think the biggest thing, Pat, and you know this because yep. you, you, you make a decision. Everybody wants to know how you could make that decision, why you made that decision. But ultimately I, I had, I listened to my wife and I, she just said something so simple as I was going to sign a new five year deal at ESPN and, I had been there 18 years, so it was just like, why would I leave ESPN? And then I started to think, am I really enjoying it? Am I afraid to leave ESPN because people say, why would you leave ESPN or did you get fired? And that morning, when I'm going up to sign that contract, my wife said, you know, the kids are all going to be grown up and out of the house when you're done with the contract. And I, I just brushed it off. I just said, well, you know, I'll see him, you know, and my schedule and, you know, all these things. And I got up there, and I sat down with my boss, and he said, all right, what are you going to do? Take it or leave it? I said, and my wife's words came right into my head, and I said, I'm going to leave it. And he said, okay, I'll get Danielle to write up the contract. Wait, what? And I said, (laughs) So then I, I, like I said it, so I was like, now you gotta sound like you really mean it. I go, Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it. And I called my wife, I, I walked outside and I said I said, Hon, I'm 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 coming home. She goes, Okay. I said, No, I'm coming home for good. And she goes, Okay. I said, Hun, I'm I'm gonna leave ESPN and she goes, Okay, we'll sell the house if we have to. Started crying. That's because awesome. Like, she understood it better than anybody. Like, I don't care what your job is or what money you make. You need to be here every day because I was working crazy hours and I have four kids and I just remember driving home and I got home, I pulled in the driveway and my youngest, Molly, was nine at the time and she came out and I thought, oh, it's so sweet. She's coming out. She's going to say, dad, we're glad you're home. Then she says, "Uh, dad, should I always be honest with you? And I'm thinking, go ahead, honey. Tell me you love me. Tell me. You love me. <laughs> like, should I always be like, even if it hurts somebody's feelings, I said, well, you should always be honest with somebody. And she goes, you got a booger in your nose, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I said, oh, okay. And then she went inside. And so I'm thinking, what the hell is going on? So I walk inside. It's silent. All four kids at the dinner table. And then... uh my son goes, are we supposed to be celebrating? And I said, hell yes. And they started banging on the table and oh. loud and started screaming. And it was wonderful. Until like a month later when I'm at home by myself with no job and nobody's there. And I'm going, what the hell did I do? <laughs> make the biggest mistake of my <laughs> life. But you know what? I did it. I I, I listened to the right person at the right time for the right reasons, and that's the best thing I ever did. So even if I didn't succeed after ESPN, I did succeed because I, w- I was listening to the most important person in my life tell me about life, and I was so blind to it because I was a TV star, and I, I was so, so oblivious.
0: Holy hell, what a beautiful story right there. So you're sitting at home yeah. for a month, stay at home, dad, unemployed bum with four kids, <laughs> and then the idea is, okay, I'm going to create my own team. I'm going to create the Dan well, I Patrick Show.
2: to people about, you know, what, what would happen if I leave, or, you know, I, I talked to some people in Chicago, in and in a radio guy, Jimmy DiCastro, and, you know, he had reached out before, and he said, look, if you ever leave, you let me know. And I didn't really know him, and then I thought, well, okay, I'm curious about that. And then I wondered, could I do something that was modeled after Howard Stern, where I could have my guys, hand-picked, be there with me, and they're sort of the studio audience, but they're co-workers, and we could have conversations because, as you know, there are times when you just go, I'm just tired of hearing my voice. Yes. I just, I, you know, I don't have a hot take. I don't have any of that nonsense. But I love having a conversation. And I said, I'll do it if I can do it this way. So we started in my house in the, in the attic. We we converted two bedrooms, made a radio studio, and the Danettes came every morning. My wife would be there cooking breakfast for my kids. They'd get them off to school. She'd be in a bathrobe. I'd wake up, brush my teeth, go upstairs, and we were just doing the radio show. And it, and it's the best thing I ever did because it brought us so close together that they knew we were in for a fight. Because I left a place that, you know, I was on 300 radio stations and I was doing sports center. and I, I mean, I had, I had everything that you needed and then all of a sudden I was an underdog, and we started out with 12 radio stations, but they understood that we're in it together, and whatever rewards we have, all share. Um, and, and so I'm forever indebted to the, the Danettes because they took a chance. You know, two of, two of them were at ESPN at the time. And you know, McLovin worked at Sports Illustrated, and Paulie was working with Tony Stewart on his radio show. and it, so they had jobs and families. And in some cases, kids. But I, I said, look, I, I will not fail. Um, and then when we, we weren't sure about payroll, it got, <laughs> you know, we were nervous because
3: Insurance I to- was
2: nervous because we didn't think we were going to make payroll. And I remember I didn't cash my check. I made sure the Danettes cashed their checks. And that's when I said to my wife, I said, I think we're in trouble here. And um, I'm sitting outside the bar that I would go to. And I called up DirecTV. I didn't even know who to, I just said, uh, you know, I uh, can you direct me to somebody in sports? And they direct me to Chris Long. And I said, do you know who I am? He says, yes. I said, would you be interested in buying my radio show and making a simulcast? And he said, yeah. What kind of numbers? And I, Said, oh, holy shit! <laughs> well,
0: anyway, well, sir, I just okay, had a few beers, uh-
2: <laughs> <laughs> so I I got him numbers, and then he came back and he said, "All right, I'll uh, I'll buy it." And he lived up to everything that he said he was going to do. And you know, we built the studio above the bar that I go to, Paulie and I go to, and he he's been great. He was great. He since left the company about a year ago, but everything we ever asked for, he did. And, and because of that, you know, we're, we're still doing what we're doing, but you know, there were slim times when I'm in the attic. Um, but man, I, it was like a clubhouse and it was awesome. And I think the Danettes and I really became very close, became really, really good friends instead of just coworkers.
0: Dan, I'll tell you this. I haven't said this publicly much, but you're the blueprint for what I have done, really. (laughs) My friends and I were doing my show from my basement for a while. Now we have a studio. Now we do this. And you and the Danettes were really the picture of what we were trying to be. And with that being said, if I ever reach half of what Dan Patrick has done, I will be very proud of my post-NFL career. I'm so thankful you joined us, Dan. Thank you so much, man.
2: Well, and you should know those people that are there with you, that their value cannot be overstated and should not be overstated. And so any success that I receive, I, I try to share it with the Danettes. Uh, even if you mentioned Adam Sandler, you know, I told Sandler, I said, I jokingly said, I can't be, I can't do this movie with you in Toronto unless the Danettes go. And he goes, Danny, Danny, will fucking put him in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I said, oh, Okay, so then I go back and, and I say to the, my boss, I said, "Well, you know, I Sandler will put the Danettes in the movie," and uh, and they go, "Oh, okay." And then the, so they've been in uh, three movies now because I always he, Sandler goes, "Dan, a hey, you gonna use that line again? You can't do it." I said, "Yeah, yeah." And he goes, "All right, all right." So he's put them in little roles there, but that's the fun part of it. Uh, he. He's been very generous, and the Danettes appreciate that as well. And once again, if I can do something and they can be along with me, that just makes for better stories on the air. So uh, I, I wish you well, Pat. Uh, we always appreciated your honesty. You were fun. You got it. And uh, not everybody gets it. And uh, I, I wish you luck in, in uh, moving this forward.
0: Thank you so much, Dan. I appreciate you. I miss you on Sunday nights. I'm going to be honest. You're, I miss you on Sunday nights. I don't get to catch the simulcast every single day, with the, but I miss you on Sunday nights this season. I think a lot of people did. Tariqo does a fine job, but a lot of people love them. Some Dan Patrick, I'm one of them, and we're so thankful you joined us. Ladies and gentlemen, legend in the game, Dan Patrick.
4: <laughs> Thank you, guys.
0: Thank you, Dan. Good luck with everything, man.
4: Thank you, guys.
5: All right. That was really good. Yeah. Holy shit.
0: That was un- real. That was unbelievable.
3: <laughs> what a lot of stories. I was like, oh, that's us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I had no idea.
0: Okay, so I got to call DirecTV and say, hey, yeah. can I
1: talk to the sports? I was like, fuck, I was like, fuck, long left a year ago? God damn yeah. it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Big thanks to Dan Patrick, man. That was really cool. Wow. That was really cool of yep. him. That was awesome stories, man. Mm-hmm.
5: I had no idea that he started such humble beginnings from there. I just assumed he was right into something big.
0: I thought so too. I thought he won ESPN and then yeah. he Straight left and did studio. his own Made thing. Deal. Yeah, yeah. I thought so too. Turns out not. Wow. By the way, when he was talking about how he interviews people, he wants to get right into it and get them feeling relaxed. They don't feel like they're on the phone, they're in a conversation. I feel like I did that to his motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> It really sounded like he was talking about us there for a while.
1: <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> it was Being wild. I contacted at one point. I was like, "Hey, yo, bro, that's
3: hey, Is Is hey,
0: for you too?" He was on three hundred <laughs> stations. Yeah, he yeah. was on three hundred stations before we were. Mm-hmm. But boy, very if if we get anywhere near the Dan Patrick Show got, I think we would all consider this quite a success. You were on we three hundred stations. TV? What's
1: that? You were on three hundred stations. I was on one station. No, the NFL's (laughs) broadcasted on 300 stations, Oh, with a helmet
0: on and Mm -hmm. only. I had guest appearances. (laughs) Yeah. I guest appearances every once in a while when the offense wouldn't work out that well. Uh, But big thanks to Dan Patrick. That was awesome. Mm -hmm. I'm very thankful. I'm very, very thankful. So good. I've been on his show a couple times calling in and stuff like that. But him coming on this one and opening up was incredible. Mm -hmm. And I was very thankful. I feel like I got him to open up a bit. Correct. Which is awesome. Uh, this conversation you're about to listen to is next level. When I say that, you just go ahead and sit down, buckle up, and say goodbye to the rest of your morning, afternoon, (laughs) or evening, because you're about to go on a mental vacation of hilarity, unlike anything we've done in a long time. Mm -hmm. I'm very proud of the conversation we whipped out for an hour and 40 minutes, basically. We just started ranting about the world, And I think you're going to enjoy it. Another thing I think you'll enjoy, actually, I think you'll love, is the same thing that I love. I love that Dollar Shave Club has everything I need to look, feel, and smell my best. Mm -hmm. What I love even more is the fact that I never, ever have to go to a store. That's because, one, DSC. You down with DSC?
3: Yeah, yeah. you really?
0: DSC delivers everything I need right to my door. And two, they keep me fully stocked on what I use so I don't run out. Nice. Here's how it works. Dollar Shave Club has everything you need to get ready no matter what you're getting ready for. They have you covered from head to toe for your hair, your skin, your face. You name it, they have it. And they have this new program where they automatically keep you stocked up on the products that you use. You determine what you want and when you want it, and it shows up right at your door. Oh. From once a month to once every six months. That's what I do for their toothpaste.
1: Yeah, obviously. Because
0: mm-hmm. you never think about toothpaste until it's, it's almost out. Yeah. And DSC is like, yo, we got you, because it right. shows up right at the doorstep. Mm-hmm. They keep you stuck. They keep you feeling great. Everything you need to look, smell, feel, everything. Mm-hmm. Dollar Shave Club is not just a shave club anymore. It's not. It's a I'll take care of everything you need in the bathroom mm-hmm. club. Smart. That would be too expensive to change your name. <laughs>
3: you know. mm. Plus,
0: with all the work they've done branding-wise, DSC yeah, and stuff like that.
5: Bathroom shit club. <laughs> Every single possible thing you could ever want in your bathroom <laughs> club.
0: Plus, with their Handsome discount, the more you buy, the more you save. Mm -hmm. And right now, they've got a bunch of starter sets you can try for just $5. Like their oral care kit, which has that toothpaste I love. After that, the restock box ships regular size products at regular price. So what are you waiting for? Get your starter set for just $5 right now at dollarshaveclub.com slash America. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash America. America. Big shout-out to Dollar Shave Club. And uh, big shout out to you, the listeners. I got just one thing to say before we roll into the, uh, probably the greatest conversation on the internet Mm -hmm, right now. mm -hmm. I would say we have the greatest conversation recorded on the internet today. Hmm. I'd say that. I think we can say that.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I got no issue. What you're
0: about to hear is something that is truly magical. Mm -hmm. With that being said, it deserves a big moment. As Tony DeMotta said in a classic film, (laughs) any given Sunday. (laughs) Three minutes to the biggest battle of our professional lives mm-hmm. all comes down to today and either we buy thursday boots from thursdayboots.com or we're gonna crumble inch by inch play by play if you find out life's this game of inches so is football on this team, we tear ourselves and everyone else around us to pieces for those Thursday boots. We claw with our fingernails for those Thursday boots because we know when we wear our Thursday boots, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing, between living and dying. I'll tell you this. In any fight, it's the guy who's willing to die in his Thursday boots who's going to win that inch. And I know if I'm going to have any life anymore, it's because I'm still willing to fight and die for that inch. Because that is what living is. Mm -hmm. The six inches in front of your face and the Thursday boots on your feet. Now, I can't make you do it. You've got to look at the guy next to you, look into his eyes. Now I think you're going to see a guy who will buy those Thursday boots with you. You're going to see a guy who will sacrifice himself for Thursday boots because he knows when it comes down to it, you are going to do the same for him. That's Team Thursday, gentlemen. And either we heal now as a team or we will die as individuals. That's football, guys. That's all it is. Now what are you going to do? Just head on over to thursdayboots.com and pick yourself up a pair today. Handcrafted with the highest quality materials and sold it. Honest prices starting at just $149, including free shipping and returns. A great pair of boots are only a click away because it's Thursday every day, even on any given Sunday. Yeah. Ooh, yeah! Shout out Thursday Boots. <laughs> All right, let's get to this conversation. <laughs> you guys are ready to run through a wall for some boots. <laughs> <laughs> red flags and alarms that are going off right now over in that building (laughs) who pat McVie wants to do what they want to use one of our lotto machines oh for what oh they have a raffle they want to look for oh that's all they want huh you think all pat mcv wants to do is just pull out 20 numbers out of that fucking thing there's some guy there like no he's gonna rig it he's gonna rig the machine he's gonna rig the machine he's gonna put something in there i know it
5: we should get one of those ping pong girls shoots them out Excuse me? <laughs> those, those are the little ping pong show, the ones I can spit them out.
0: Oh, you're talking about the Vesuvius yeah, vagina? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the old vagina Vesuvius. Why <laughs> vagina? Not a
6: oh, Number idea. 12. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, a little extra
3: juice on that one. Congratulations with the 11th pick.
1: Her name, Bubbles. <laughs> Her name, Bubbles. <laughs> What's that from? Zachary, Zachary McCormick. Oh,
0: that was filmed in Pittsburgh.
5: Mm-hmm. No was way. it really? Yeah. I didn't know that.
0: I never watched it, but I know that they filmed it in Pittsburgh. You watched
1: it?
5: Monroeville. A long, long time ago. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's, a, it's a pretty Very old movie, noticeable but, yeah. in the movie. Yeah. They're at a Penguins game. They talk about Roethlisberger.
6: Nice. What is it? Yeah. What's the best movie ever filmed in Pittsburgh? Face Batman. Off. Sudden Death. Two-Face. Sudden Death. That's the yep. one. Like, oh.
5: Bruce Willis had a good one, too, where he was a cop on a boat in the river there in That's Pittsburgh. Great.
6: Fuck. Batman, uh, probably. By the way, yeah. I would say Batman oh, Heartbeat. Yeah. When we were driving by, and you were like, "That was where Batman." I was like, "Oh my god, that's that's yeah. history."
1: Uh, what's the Tom Cruise one? The Steps. Yeah. John Jack Reacher. Jack Reacher.
6: Dallasville, Pittsburgh.
1: Mm-hmm. Nice. She's out of my league. They
0: had the they they the taxes that they were giving production companies was very 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 <laughs> generous, <laughs> but it got cool for a little bit. It was so like
7: do, that's what happened with Atlanta right now. That's where they just shot Infinity War. I sh- see a whole bunch of other movies are being shot in Atlanta.
0: Should be happening in Indianapolis. Should be. Something to think about. Why
5: wouldn't we? We don't like tax revenue. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's the thing. You don't get much of it. I know. You don't get much of it.
5: But it is like... But it brings in we, extra shit.
0: We don't normally yeah. get it anyway. Yeah. We're, that is, we're getting, what, 5% more of 100% of something that we normally get 0% of. So why not? Yeah. You know what I mean? I know. That's that's like what well, the agent's conversation I've been having. Mm-hmm. You know? They're like, yeah, we take 15%. I'm like, yo, that's a lot of fucking mm-hmm. money. And then they're like... Let's just assume that that money we're getting you, though, would have never happened without us. And I'm right. like, what a oh, yeah. So you're taking, <laughs> I guess taking 85% of something is better than 0% of nothing. <laughs> yeah, you know? I guess you're 100% That's right good there. Logic. That is yeah. very good logic. They're like, yeah.
1: People yeah. used to come at me for uh, in sales because I would give the highest discounts. I'd be like, yeah, well, um, 40% is better than <laughs> 0%. I, I always gave the highest discount. I don't give a fuck. Buy yeah. it right now.
0: Yeah, let's go. <laughs> you, you, were you were a seller. You were a killer out there. <laughs> you were the wolf of
5: sales.
1: By the way, warrior. Warrior might be the best movie. That was in Pittsburgh as well? Oh, oh I love that movie.
5: Pretty cool. movie. What's Warrior? Um, it's got Tom Hardy and a, who's uh, MMA the- MMA fighter. Who's is, the stranger? His brother
1: guy? in it? I don't know. I can't remember his name. Joel oh. Edgerton. Joel Edgerton. Oh, oh, yep. Nick
5: and Nolte. Nick Nolte. Oh, Ty
1: Schmitty. He just starts digging in
0: there. Once Ty starts he's digging so into dead. the movie bank in his brain-
5: mm-hmm. He's IMDb. He is
0: IMDb.
7: Yeah. Well, you guys think the worst movie filmed in Pittsburgh was? Concussion, probably. Yeah, Probably. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Is that the only reason why you asked that question? <laughs> <laughs>
6: to get digs on his side?
0: It wasn't even a setup either. He Is that talking. seriously the only reason why you asked that question?
1: Wait, Ben. That wasn't even I'm a not above that. <laughs> Straight off the top of the noggin.
0: Concussion was incredible. I it. <laughs> was it? <Yeah>. For who? <laughs> huh? Tell the truth. Not well, for the NFL, wasn't I got very scared for a lot of my friends. A.Q. Shipley, one of them. Uh, very scared for A.Q. Shipley. Be.
1: Who played Goodell? Huh? Uh, pl- I don't know. Refuse to see it.
0: Listen to fucking Ty back there. Damn, He's like the Schwab. You remember that stump, the Schwab? <laughs> yes. yes, He's like the Schwab when it comes to movie facts. Why is that?
4: Uh, I don't know. I've seen a lot of them, and I just like movies. Worked in Hollywood. Yeah, quote unquote. I was in Hollywood a little bit. <laughs> I was on the Fox uh, lot mm-hmm. there for a while.
0: They had me park under the wrong building. Really? Yeah. The security guy sent me to the wrong building. He goes, uh, what's your name? Like Pat McAfee. He's like, give your ID. I'm like, I'm not lying. Yep, here you go, though. (laughs) He runs it through. He's like, you actually need to go under building 111, which is back out this exit in another security door, and it's over there. I'm like, thank you. Okay, sounds good. I turn around. I go in that one. What's your name? Pat McAfee. Do you have ID? Yep, already. There you go. They're like, yeah, you're parking below this building right here, and you will go to building 111, which is right over there. Points right back to where I was. <laughs> Points right back to where I was. I was like, why do I got to park here? If they're... Well, you could have parked over there. I was like, no, no. I was, I was told by one of your peers that i got to park over here. He was like, no, he lied to you. You could have parked over there. I'm <laughs> like, great. This is a good start. All right. <laughs> this seems to be a good start to my day here. So I parked down in, like, uh, I think it was like P3 or C3, way down. And then I come up and then I have to walk past the security. Security's like, how can we help you? I'm like, wrong building. So now I gotta walk out of their building across a patio into another building where I sit, that's where I see the big fucking robot guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, I think this is where I'm supposed to be. <laughs> that was what greeted me. And then my guy, he was like, Who are you here for? I was like, There was like five people. He was like, Do you know one of their names? I was like, yep. And I said he was like. Sit down, man. I was like, <laughs> You're the coolest guy on earth, huh? He's like, you got it. And he phones the person in. We got a, uh, he didn't say a white guy, but he said, uh, we got an athletic looking guy down here to see you. And I was just sitting there and he hangs up the phone and he's like, it'll be a couple minutes. I'm like, sounds good, man. I'm just sitting there. People start walking by now, like interns start walking by, yeah. had a couple fans that they were like McAfee, what are you doing? I'm like, I have no
6: idea. <laughs> <laughs> no, cool. I don't even mean, you know if I'm in the right. Yeah, yeah, and then
0: they go through like the locked doors. You know, like the doors open and lock, and you can't see through them. Yeah, so they're like going off into like this this nowhere land. You uh-huh. know, like I have no idea what's on the other side of there. Is it one gigantic studio that Terry Bradshaw is like right there? I have no <laughs> clue. The do- I thought like. Strayhand was potentially five feet away, uh. potentially. So then people are walking out. Well, McAfee, what are you doing? Just waiting, just waiting. And then finally, uh, the gentleman that was with me comes down or to get me come, get, comes and gets me. I go in there and I tell the security guy, like, "Have a great day, man." And he's like, "You too, bro." And gives me like uh, the Peyton Manning like gunpoint with a wink, and I'm like, "You, this guy's awesome." Nice. It's like an 85 year old black guy just <laughs> living his best life. Then I go in and I see there's all these different studios, and then I have to go record one of those videos. Yeah. And to do that, I had to go all the way down and go out into that parking lot Mm -hmm. that I was talking about that I walked through. So every time I'd walk out, I'd be like playing the video, like looking at it so I could see what happened. And I'd be talking to my guy. I'm like, am I good to come back in? He's like, yeah, you good, man. I was like, I appreciate that. Can I go outside? He's like, you're an adult. You can do whatever you want. I'm like all right, <laughs> I feel like you're being a little bit of a sarcastic prick to me right now, but I'm going to go. And then I would go out and yell in the patio where everybody saw me, and then i come back through, and there was a changing of the guard, literally a changing of the guard, security guard there. Mm. And there was these two guys that came in replacement for that guy, and literally as I just got done yelling and I walk in, he goes to the two security guards, he goes... He good. <laughs> <laughs> and then he walked out. It was just a beautiful moment between me and that security guy. By the a way, beautiful moment.
1: Bradshaw, he's out of his mind. Like,
0: bro, he just he just wings it up there, huh? He,
1: he literally just said today that if he had to choose between having Aaron Rodgers on the Packers or Mike McCarthy, he would choose Mike McCarthy.
0: <laughs> huh? Why is he saying stuff like that?
1: That man gets paid to talk.
0: <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> did you see him throw any other night in New York to Tony Gonzalez when it was wet? It was a Thursday night game, and I guess the Thursday night set isn't their set; it's somebody else's set. So they kind of just, and it's live too. So it kind of just happens very fast. It's kind of like just fly by the seat of the pants, I guess. And it's what? It's Terry Howie, Michael Strahan, and they had Tony Gonzalez Uh on there Thursday night in New York, and then they throw to wherever it is. Blah blah blah. And it was raining, and Terry it was raining in New York as well. And Terry was explaining to people how he throws in the rain. So they actually put him outside. <laughs> he was standing outside in the rain. It was pitch black. They had like cameras on him and just show the rain. And Tony Gonzalez was standing in a doorway, like inside the yeah, building. Yeah, yeah. And Terry Bradshaw was like, yeah, it's just easy. You just win. you snip in the first one. He just snipes the top of the doorway, and it just bounces straight down. <laughs> and then, yeah, and it goes a Bardowski. And then he threw, like, three more that were completions. But I was just like, Terry Bradshaw is the man. He's got no rules. He's the Charles Barkley of the NFL. He's the Charles Barkley of the NFL. And I just die laughing at him.
5: I die laughing. Was he? You're a bit. You're the sports historian in there, Ty. Was he like the first, like uncharacteristically big, strong quarterback, like of his of was his era? Bradshaw. Yeah, that's what I remember of him. Just kind of being a like a badass. He was a big dude. I
4: think Kenny Stabler is probably up there too. Yeah,
0: couldn't even guess who the fuck a Kenny
3: Stabler is. <laughs> Raiders
4: <laughs> couldn't even. Right there, if I was to
0: guess what a Kenny Stabler was, I would have said an announcer. That sounds like an announcer to me, Kenny
4: Stabler.
5: But Terry Bradshaw was a big
0: man. Yeah, he was a big tough dude. I, I hated the way he threw football. Yeah, on the point. Yeah, because like my dad right, was a fan of like Terry Bradshaw. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I feel like one of my first times being taught how to throw football, it was how Terry Bradshaw throws a football on the point. Uh-huh. And I could never get the fucking thing to spiral. Mm. And it almost turned me away from throwing footballs. I don't know how Terry Bradshaw grabs the point because his hands are so big. I guess. Probably, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Massive hands. Massive hands. And then my dad went to high school with Dan Marino, mm-hmm. who quick <laughs> quickest release.
3: Correct. Yeah.
6: So now I'm
0: learning how to throw the ball with no spiral <laughs> and get it <laughs> out
3: It's like,
6: I don't know if this is for me. I don't know Is if that this... how he taught you? He'd be like, oh, Dan Marino taught me this. No, so Dan Marino and his dad used to be in
0: the park in Oakland, I guess. My dad grew up in Oakland as well. And then he went to Four Stills. They both went to Central Catholic, graduated the same year. They were not friends. Mm-hmm. Um, his dad used to take him into the park and like beat him if the ball was like it was like the good a good old days. It was a trained, it was a trained With pole thing. Noodles? To get- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think John Gruden used to use the same thing. Dan Marino's dad was using until the PC culture caught up to him. And yeah. He started a using, switch. Yeah, he used to use a So get out, get out. But Dan Marino, that quick release got him. I mean, into the Hall of Fame probably.
3: Yeah,
5: yeah.
0: Never won a Super Bowl, which is wild.
5: Damn shame.
1: Damn yeah. shame for it's him. Damn
5: shame. I feel like he did pretty good with the ladies. Dan? Dan. Oh, yeah. Pretty smooth, dude. Dan had a good time back in the day. (laughs) All
1: cocaine, Dan? Oh, what?
5: (laughs) Snow White. What?
1: What?
0: I feel like you guys are saying slander that we're not allowed to say. (laughs) It's public knowledge. I heard Dan Marino love cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, fucking
1: star quarterback in Miami. He was. All the odds were stacked oh against Oh, my
0: God when cocaine was going. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean,
5: like I don't think it's a matter of who <laughs> Bro,
0: didn't who was famous. You know? He had so many connections directly oh. to Pablo, I oh, bet.
5: Oh, yeah.
1: He because, knew Pablo. I
5: bet you he hung out with him. I
0: I bet you at one point Dan, somebody needs to ask Dan Marino if he ever met Pablo Escobar. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> ever talks to <laughs> him about his suite.
1: that.
5: He came right out of his tunnel right into <laughs>
3: his
0: <own laughs> Nobody ever talks about that to Dan Marino, right?
5: No. It's
7: tough to have a reputation as like a partying quarterback in college and then get drafted and go to Miami of all places <laughs> in the eighties.
0: Bro, he had to have met Pablo Escobar. Easily, the oh, friend, yeah, they're best friends.
3: Scared guaranteed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Pablo Pablo, here's a story of cause every cocaine cowboys they talk about. We had football players, we had actresses, we had everybody. Uh-huh. Who was the football they said to the star football players in Miami, D- Dan, Dan Marino. Marino. Uh, yeah. It's all coming together right now in my head that Dan Marino was a big reason for this, the city of Miami becoming the cocaine capital of the world.
1: <laughs> the reason Finkel missed was because he had a coke problem.
0: <laughs> you think Einhorn had a uh, cocaine yeah. problem? Yeah. And a new pair of pants.
1: <laughs> Dude. Oh, yeah.
0: Dan Marino knows Pablo Escobar. For sure. Pablo, here's a story
1: Hey, Pablo. see <laughs> si, Pablo. They got this gringo. <laughs> <laughs> he throws football, spend a lot of money on cocaine. We don't, we don't even need drug meals anymore. You probably throw the coke. <laughs> <laughs> <over> the <laughs> <laughs> quick release. <too>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Pablo, quick release. They come, the heat throws out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dan Marino
3: slinging cocaine.
0: <laughs> that would be a good uh, gift. Dan
3: didn't
1: deserve that. Dan
3: did not deserve Dan, that. But,
0: but
1: it's all probably pretty accurate. There we are. We're... We aren't afraid to talk about the things other shows won't if talk
5: about. If you were about. as famous as he was in the 80s, you had to have a good time with In
0: Miami, yeah. too. Yes. Not just in Miami. Because I think even... They talk about New York. Like Joe Namath. He was living his dick off. Yeah. yeah. Not that Dan Marino's as old as Joe Namath, but I think it was very... Every big city was... Everybody was doing the cocaine. They're talking about it as if it was like alcohol or Uh weed nowadays. uh Everybody was on it. And if you are the face of the city and Uh you're a notorious party guy, Uh I'd assume Dan Marino... (laughs) <laughs> Has met Pablo Escobar
1: I mean, He doesn't have a tiny nose So he's just set up for disaster <laughs>
0: oh. <laughs> uh, You're a fucking idiot Tim Reno We're never gonna get him On the show Because of this uh, Who's he work for little, CBS Yeah Probably never have a chance On CBS Sports after this <laughs> But these are things That if you start Really connecting dots here And follow the yellow brick road It's <laughs> coming up all white <laughs> <laughs> It's
6: coming up all white <laughs> <Unintended>. <laughs> yeah, uh,
3: yeah Yeah, <laughs> yeah
6: that's, that's why I, Yeah Welcome
3: <laughs> to the show, man. Yeah, yes. yeah see, you know, that was why.
0: Okay. All right, so that conversation right there will be the post-show conversation.
1: <laughs> Just a little, the OT, the OT there. That's
5: hilarious. I, yeah, I think it's true though.
1: Yeah, it it's got he he to be. Out with
5: everybody. We didn't make
1: up the name he Cocaine Dan. King
5: of Miami. Yeah. You didn't make that name up?
7: No, no, no. That's known. Yeah. He, that's Snow White. Like, people yeah, yeah. used to call him Snow White.
5: Yeah.
0: In people called Dan in Marino college. cocaine, Dan, and he's on TV. Oh, yeah, and I say fuck a couple times, and I can't get him.
7: That <laughs> <laughs> oh, was a different, different era. Yeah.
3: Oh,
0: huh, of course. Yeah. It was of course. It was subtle back in the day. Just do a bunch this of cocaine. This guy's just <laughs> snorting gasoline and bleach.
3: You
7: know, <laughs> just, these, these are all hypocrites work. Todd just grew up drinking in fields. Then yeah. he became a cop. Shut everything down. No fun for anyone else. <laughs>
5: Lawrence Taylor, they lay him on all the time. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, they had, you had a refrigerator, Perry, William Perry, refrigerator, mm-hmm. and Lawrence Taylor was the Coke machine. So, <laughs> i <laughs> 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 they, they no overlooking his little past.
1: There's a uh, article right here that Kyle Turley says that Marino used to smoke weed before games.
0: Respect, <laughs> respect. You got to come down at some point whenever you just got all that booger sugar jacking you up. <laughs> That's probably why his release was so goddamn quick. <laughs> oh my god, oh my god,
1: oh my, my god. Yeah, yeah. It says a drug problem was the reason why he fell to number 27 in the draft.
0: <laughs> so the Miami was like, everybody here's got a drug problem. We'll fucking take them.
7: <laughs> <laughs> That's why old man Rooney didn't take them. That's what it, I heard. Because uh,
0: cocaine. That's crazy. That's wild. Back in the day though, everybody was doing the Yeah,
5: cocaine. I mean, I, you talked to comedians that were big in the 80s and like they was just like you'd go into the green room and it was just piled up on a table.
0: It used to be that acceptable, which is yeah. insane to me. It used to be that like, yeah, yeah, this is what you do cuz all those documentaries you watch about the cocaine documentaries, mm-hmm. they're all just like yeah, everybody was doing it. It was just a very normal thing. People used to smoke
1: on airplanes. Literally right here in 1992, Chuck Noll admitted to not drafting Marino because of the cocaine rumors. <laughs> That's
0: crazy. What? So they sent him to Miami? Yeah.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: that Miami head coach and GM.
1: So what's everybody saying about
0: him? <laughs> he does what? Cocaine. It's not that bad,
3: right? So <laughs> do I. He's already one of the guys. He's, he's already ahead of the game. He's so already he got are- a good,
0: he
7: taller and seeking he handle. He already, it, already gets the
0: Miami culture. His guy, he's <laughs> already got the Miami culture. Yeah, we'll fucking
5: get him for sure. Give him a call.
0: With the 27th pick. we got cocaine Dan oh. coming. That's insane.
5: <laughs> <Histerical>. Oh, shit. <laughs>
0: Dan Marino's legacy is an awesome one because yeah. I think he does a lot of really good stuff well, too. You think they wore those oh, yeah. all white
7: uniforms all the time? <laughs> <laughs> Made him feel at home. <laughs> it was like the kids doing the haka dance <laughs> the <LSU> game. <laughs> That's beautiful. Good for Dan,
0: man. Proud of him. I would love to get an interview
5: with him. Yeah, I, I love when he's on TV. I would love to get an interview with Dan Marino.
6: Do you ask him that?
0: Yes, for sure. I, long. I I lead to just like I did with. Um, what, was Schefter? Yeah. What's your most memorable brick? Like, yo, we want to hear about Pierre Paul. Yeah. You know? So I actually said to him, like, just tell me about the fucking Jason Pierre Paul thing. I actually said that <laughs> yeah, mid-answer. And I would do the same thing to Dan Marino. I think I would, I would ask. I'd be like, okay, so Miami. I've seen a lot of documentaries. <laughs> Cooking Cowboys, one of them. Also, the Black Widow, I watched hers, <laughs> Cooking Cowboys 2. I've seen uh, Narcos. I've seen a lot. Everything. Now, Dan, I might be wrong here after all my years and years of study here. But it seems as if all the nose candy, the white girl, the Lindsay Lohan, the booger sugar, the um, <laughs> never-ending supply of energy and not being able to feel your face came right through Miami Right when you were there, did you know anything about that? And then I would hear his answer. He'd probably lie. He'd Be like, "Yeah, it was all around. There's a lot of stuff going on all around me. Obviously, it's hard to stay focused on football in Miami with that going." Yeah, yeah. But Dan, what I want to know is, when in all your years of cocaine use, did you ever did you ever meet Pablo Escobar? Because I feel you were a pretty hot commodity in the cocaine uh, business. And then I would have, he'd probably walk out. He'd probably walk out and leave. Fuck
6: it. Or he just goes, oh, yeah, me and Pop? Oh, we take all the time. <laughs> oh,
0: you're talking about Poppy. Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs>
7: and then you got to ask him about taking, not taking that percentage of Ace Ventura. Yeah. yeah. yeah sure.
0: Bro, these Dan Marino memories and legacies are just legendary here. The guy, greatest quarterback that never won a Super Bowl. That's what people call him, mm-hmm. right? Greatest quarterback that never won a Super Bowl. Now we're just learning that I just learned today that people call him Cocaine Dan. Mm-hmm. Just learning that. And then... The Ace Ventura, you can either take thirty grand or a percentage of the movie. Give me the money. This movie's gonna suck. <laughs> the movie still plays on TBS today. Still he would still be getting a percentage a paycheck today from it. Give Imagine me the money, I gotta Danny pick block.
7: something up later. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Daniel um,
0: Pablo, yo, I just got thirty grand. Yeah, I was tied up in a bay there. <laughs> I said, uh, I said, Hey, hey, ace, look at her butt. <laughs> <laughs> You got any more of that gum, Ace? That's Daniel what I said. <laughs> yeah, now we got the best night. $30,000 worth of gum.
1: Daniel Constantine Marino. You got any Love more it. Gum mm. ace. You got any more of that gum, Ace? That's what I said. I sat
0: in the car. I said, do you have any more of that gum? I got tied up near the docks. And then we're off and running. I win the Super Bowl. That's probably the craziest part of the whole movie. Now we got 30 grand. Let's do whatever the fuck we need to do. I bet you Jim is probably there. When he spent the 30 probably. grand. Probably. This is unbelievable. We're really putting things together here.
1: What a really? life this guy's lived, man!
0: Dan Marino has lived yeah. an awesome life.
1: Yes, he, he was also in a uh, Bad Boys. Mm-hmm. What? what? Bad Boys too. Yeah, they took his uh, his car that he was test driving. Yeah, it was a right. Cadillac CTs in, in Miami. Oh, Try yeah. to forget
0: about that, bro. He's in all these drug movies. <laughs> he's in the drug city during the drug era. Yeah. He's known as a drug guy. <laughs> and Dan Marino still gets gigs on TV. Yeah, and I I do not. <laughs> I'm sc- I'm scary to them. <laughs> me, me. I don't know Pablo Escobar. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I don't know a
0: guy. I don't know a guy. Good for Dan Marino though. I would uh, very much enjoy a conversation with Dan Marino.
5: Oh yeah, that'd be great. He
0: like a real happen, one. No. Like yeah. a real one though. You know, like an actual. Like hey, Dan, you might get some questions here. You you don't get upset about. Don't get pissed off because I want to let you know. I think your your life is a legendary one, mm-hmm. just for future reference. But he had to have seen some shit
1: in Miami. I'm sure he's day. got time now. He's just hanging out now. He's not doing it. I bet it happens. I bet you get interviewing.
0: went to high school with my dad. Hmm. Graduated the same year. We're not mm,
7: I wonder what he'd say about your dad in high
1: school.
6: I don't think he
0: knew Tim existed.
1: <laughs> we could even lie and say that you went to Central. Maybe that gets him in the door.
6: He just oh. goes, oh, Tim McAfee, greatest spiral I've ever seen in my life. Tim McAfee. <laughs> <laughs> that dude used to have a quick release. We used to be up at the park. <laughs>
5: Dan Marino. Uh, Who would have thought Dan? uh, (laughs)
0: That awesome.
5: (laughs) Apparently everyone. (laughs) That's
0: wild. (laughs) Hashtag end gang. Hashtag end gang. A picture of Dan Marino living. Oh, boy. What do you think a picture of Dan Marino's parties, regular parties look like down in Miami? Mm. Picture, gif, video, whatever you want, of a party. Um, I'm going to get so many of the. (laughs) <laughs> what is that? Uh, the vacuum one? No, the guy when he's sitting at the uh, head of the table and there's a bunch of cocaine. Oh. Scarface. Uh, Scarface, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. There's going to be yeah. a lot of that, I assume. Yeah,
5: there will be.
3: Am,
0: are, are we like, is this a doxing situation right now no, What we're doing?
1: No, no, no. It's all over the internet. It's on his Wikipedia page.
0: Oh, it's oh okay. Now. So we didn't,
1: we didn't do it. Yeah. It's on yeah. his Wikipedia page that he fell because of recreational drugs in the draft. He had a
0: good
3: time. I mean,
7: we only insinuated that he probably, very likely, was a known associate of Pablo Escobar.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Courtesy of
6: Wikipedia. Courtesy of Wikipedia. Uh, we did say that about the Pablo Escobar <laughs> <laughs> friendship.
0: We are not. We must. Well, if you are listening to this, please know we are not certain if Dan Marino <laughs> and Pablo Escobar were friends. No, but we're pretty sure it of makes it. <laughs> <laughs> <We're> pretty sure, <laughs> sure they've
5: hung out in a club before. And we're pretty I
0: sure mean- of it. Those murders, though, by Pablo, by uh. the way. Those, those cocaine cowboys, that cocaine cowboys mm-hmm. documentary, they used to just run up in entire malls with like se- uh, like automatic weapons yeah. and just saw down everybody and just so they, like, who was around. to kill one person. Yeah. It was just to kill that person who's in the middle. They would just shoot 35 people.
7: Yeah, crazy. Marino the- used to saw down the Jets. It's the same thing.
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Jets saw down the Colts. Ugh, we talked God. about that earlier. We talked about that earlier, remember? Yeah. Um, this is all going at the end. <laughs> 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 All right, have a great Tuesday. Heartland Radio 2.0 tomorrow. Uh-huh. Um, I'll be in Orlando, Florida with the WWE. You will. Let's go. For the next couple of days. Pretty exciting stuff. This yeah. is a blossoming relationship. I'm excited about
5: it. Oh, nice. This is the uh, the first uh, first real step. This right? is,
0: yeah. Well, the panel, I think, was yeah. kind of
5: like a feel out. Yeah, like a try out, kind of. Let's see how we do together. Yeah, they have
0: me on the panel. They're like, oh, let's see if this guy can keep it together. Because mm-hmm. Michael Cole... Very thankful he put me on their network. Nobody else would put me on a network. Nobody. Nobody in the football world would put me on a network. Nobody would. Michael Cole is like, uh, hey, everybody says they like you. Why don't you come to a panel? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you want to come down to the one in WrestleMania? <laughs> pretty big fucking panel. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty big sure. fucking Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely come there. Got it. So then they put me on there, and it was just like back in the day when I would do the NFL Network with NFL AM. Mm-hmm. That show got canceled, and then I was never called back yeah, by yeah. the NFL Network. The NFL AM show they had me host in the off season and they'd bring me in and they'd have all these people be doing all this preparation. Okay. And I don't have any note cards. Everybody's got all these note cards. And I'm there for like two hours before the show goes on. Everybody's got note cards. They're like, Do you need any notes? I'm like, no, 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 we're good, we're good. They're like, do you have the blocks? We have A block, a b block, with C block. It's a three-hour show or something. I'm like, yeah, 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 good to go, ready to go. They're like, okay, let us know if you need any notes. I'm like, all right, sounds good. So the first block I'm in, the first segment they introduce me,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and I have an earpiece in, and the person asked me a question, and in the ear they're like, 10 seconds. And I'm like, I'm good, <laughs> thanks. I hope your life is great too. And then the next person talks and then they go to commercial and they're like, great break, great break. I'm like, great break. Like I I said, four (laughs) words. What did they think I'd be writing notes for, for those four (laughs) words, just for future reference? So then uh, the second block, they asked me a question. And it, right before the, I go to answer, as she's asking a question, so that's what the notes were for, I think, was to ask them the questions I'm going to be asked. Yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. while she's asking a question, I'm going to be being talked to in my ear. So she's asking a question, and I'm, like, trying to read her lips while this guy's in my ear, like, <laughs> you have 30 seconds. And I'm like,
3: oh, I
0: think I made out of air like Peyton Manning. So then I went on, like, a minute-long run. I went on, like, a nice minute-long rant. Everybody starts laughing. Then they go to the next person. We go to a commercial break. Third block comes back something a little conversation and they head to me and the guy in my ear goes take it to commercial we got three minutes i'm like all right now we're feeling it all right so this is when i started like just talking right yeah, yeah. and then we go to a break and then the person in my ear is like yep love it we're gonna do that for the next two hours i'm like perfect okay <laughs> wwe was the same thing mm-hmm. so we rehearsed that first day for the panel we rehearsed we rehearsed we rehearsed all day and it was like okay uh charlie would do all of the hard lifting basically sam knows our business so i'll we'll have sam talk Pat, if you want to say something here, that's okay. I'm like, cool. So we're sitting there, and I've never rehearsed before either. So I don't want to blow my load on anything in the rehearsals. So the first rehearsal, I'm saying, like, oh, it's going to be a good match. And then they're like, thanks, Pat. And then (laughs) God damn it. I'm like, there's like watching the rehearsal, I could just see Michael Cole's face just being like, why does everybody like this guy? I don't understand why everybody likes this guy. And by like the third rehearsal, I was like, okay, I'm either going to shoot my shots here or I'm done. So Sam would say something, and I would just go after Sam. And I would just say, that's yeah, stupid, blah, 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 bing, bang, boom, and I would send it back to Charlie. Charlie and Sam would both be laughing, and the camera people would be laughing. And then in my ear, I hear Michael Cole go, oh, that was a good one.
5: <laughs> that popped me, is what he said. That
0: popped me, which in wrestling world means got you to laugh or uh-huh. whatever. So then we go to the meeting after the third rehearsal. He was like, hey that's that's what we want right there don't change it all whatever you want to say just do it i'm like i thought there was like a time limit he was like well that's because we didn't want you to sound stupid i'm like okay <laughs> thank you so much i appreciate that and then the show came and basically in my ear they're just like go 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 which is a really really awesome yeah. thing Yeah,
3: that's really so cool. so
0: after that one it goes well they invite me back <laughs> i go and do another one for him right chicago was that the second one i did yeah
1: yeah mm-hmm. and then new york yep. Yep.
0: chicago i go to chicago then i go to new york in all at all those times there's conversations happening with me and Michael Koa about like hey we should probably do something more you know we should keep it moving and now the conversations are really moving which yeah, is pretty great. pretty awesome it's a pretty cool little
7: it's thing it's good you didn't blow your load in rehearsal cuz that didn't work out too well for Harvey Weinstein or Louis <laughs>
0: <laughs> You got me. No, you got me. You just pop I me, popped me. Pop. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't rehearsal, by the way. That was in the recruiting. <laughs> that was prior. That was prior to rehearsal. They, they did that. Imagine going to work with that guy. Like imagine somebody jerking off in a plant mm-hmm. and it'd be like, oh, Okay, yeah, I have to be around this guy for the next six months filming a movie. <laughs> Is that not how did Weinstein not just feel or Lou just feel incredibly awkward?
1: Yeah. Money. Mostly? Probably money. You think? I mean, I would, Todd, you could jerk off in the corner all you want if you, if you pay me.
7: Yeah, it's <laughs> going to be different, though, if you're a woman compared to a guy. If you're yeah, a guy it's, and it's the like guy a predatorial thing. Man. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. You mind if I jerk off in this plant? Uh, yeah. I mean, you. <laughs> but
0: then you're going to see that person. <laughs> yes. And as a stand-up comedian, and now this is just me thinking as a possible stand-up comedian, yeah. I'm in that green room. hmm Somebody jerks off in a plant right in front of me. hmm like, how does that person not think that I'm just going to go right up on stage right here? <laughs> Be like, yo, listen to this shit. <laughs> Five minutes ago, that's I'm sitting in that green point. room right there. In Louis C.K. Well, yes, Louis, the guy, the, the host of Louis on FX, <laughs> Louis C.K. up after me. This guy, the guy that's headlining the people. He, I was just sitting in there. He came. He comes in. Cranks up. his stick.
4: <laughs> crack stick.
0: Cracks his stick. Comes in a plant
6: probably going to die. Wait, was that his MO?
0: And then just oh, yeah. walks away. What am I How am I supposed to do stand-up comedy here for 15 minutes? The intro for a guy that I literally just watched <laughs> come in a plant.
5: Like how do you not do That's that? a great point because probably nine times out of ten, that opener was going to yeah. intro him to the stage. They're probably so scared, though. That, that bit would have crushed. Crushed. Oh, my God. Could,
0: could you imagine <laughs> them asking me to come out for a Louis C.K. show? Like, oh, Pat's trying to get some minutes. Uh, <laughs> Louis C.K. will let you do on his show. I'm like, oh, thank you so much, Louis. That's so nice of you. I'm sitting in the green room, and we're just talking. He's like, oh, what do you talk about? I'm like, oh, I just tell stories right He's like, oh, okay. And he just stands up and starts just cranking <laughs> <laughs> one.
3: I'm like, oh, hunched just,
0: over and sweaty. Up. <laughs> what are you doing, Louis? What do I Talk about, like, things that happened in my life. Well, and, you just and- changed my whole <laughs> 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 Hey, this just happened, so I'm really going to talk about this. I would. I know those, the ladies he did it in front of obviously felt like they couldn't do that right. because right. their careers would yeah, be ruined. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel like if they did in this modern time, that shit would have got 10 bazillion, oh, 10 yeah. bazillion views. I
6: wonder That's what happened what to the think. plants. <laughs> What do you mean? <laughs> like, if they grew like bigger? Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. It
1: was great nutrients.
0: Protein in there. It's terrible. Like, how do you not feel awkward, though, as, yeah. as K.
1: Like, how do you not feel awkward there? I feel like he, I, I assumed he felt awkward at the beginning, but then just got used to it. <sighs> but,
0: bro, like, I cut somebody off and we end up at a red light next mm. to each other. I can't even look at them. Yeah. I can't even. This guy's beating his dick in front of people <laughs> and then walking right in front of them again, like nothing even happened. I don't know how. I don't know how you do that. I wish I could just you just press it down <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just press it down, I guess
7: There's a level of scumbag there that's not yeah. reachable to a common person, yeah,
5: I can't <laughs> relate to that. I would like if she, if one a girl just a comedian walked in and I was changing a shirt in the middle of that, I would feel awkward for the rest of the night. yeah I don't know if Me you too
0: yeah, it's true though it's yeah. like it's one of those situations where you're just like. Like, I won't go back to certain places if I embarrass myself. There's bars I won't go back to. I'm like, oh, last time I was in there, I was a fucking dick, and I puked. I am never walking back into that bar, and I've, I haven't done it, and I never will.
7: Can't go to my favorite bars anymore with you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's not true. There's only, there's only a couple on the list I can't go into. Mostly because I know they remember
5: me. Mm-hmm. The asshole. They're going to want to tell that story. Yes, are like, the I ass- want to relive it, bro.
0: Oh, here's the fucking prick that ordered 100 shots at last call <laughs> and then called us assholes for not doing it. <laughs> oh, it's great to have you back, Bob. It's great to have you back.
1: There was so many times where we would walk into our bar near our house uh, before we moved here. And it was a Saturday, and the bartender would be like, "Oh, fucking surprise to see you two here." <laughs> and I'm like, "What did we do last night?" See, I enjoyed that though, but that's because we were regulars and like we knew them. See, so you're friends with them. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: I just don't understand how, like Bill Cosby was doing shit to people. It's like just, just, just absolutely. He's just
1: a horrible person.
0: Yeah, but completely.
7: Doing all that shit and then going about giggling about Jello pops,
5: uh-huh. yeah, yeah, that's, that's where you got to have some psychopath.
0: That's what I'm oh, saying.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
5: yeah, where you don't feel that kind of emotion. How do they bury no that? Guilt.
0: How do you not feel bad and uncomfortable? And there's a like. I feel bad for other people. Like the thought Dude. of Louis C.K. being in front of those people, he was doing. I I feel almost too uncomfortable to even think about. It. Like, oh, that has to be such. I'll watch it because I like trash TV. But it's like, oh, that's, that's an awkward situation.
1: That's some fucking criminal mind shit. I assume if they weren't comedians, they would have been serial killers. Seriously.
0: How do you do it though? I don't. Oh hi! I'll leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the last time you saw me, I was. Uh, Doing that thing with the plant.
5: <laughs> I'll get out of here. Did I just figure out invisibility? Has not see
7: me?
3: Well, like, Louie. Louie's one thing
7: because he was kind of dark in his humor, yeah,
0: yeah, right? Uh, like,
5: Bill Cosby was clean, right? Yeah, like Mr. Clean, yeah. <sighs> Dr. Huxtable. What uh, are you Shay? Doing, Huxtable?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Michael Shea on that weekend update, that's one of the funniest things they've done in a long time. on, Saturday oh, on Did you see it?
5: Mm-hmm. He's
0: like, I, I still don't understand why the name was... The Cosby Show, and his name was Doctor Huxtable. <laughs> <laughs> and then they just cut. They cut back to Colin Jost, and then they come back to Michael Shea. He's like, "You got Seinfeld after Seinfeld, Kramer after Kramer, or, or, or Frasier after yeah. Frasier." He said, "But Cosby Show." Hucks the book. <laughs> and then they went back to Colin Jost and I was like, whoa. <laughs> Hysterical. Never even
5: thought of that. didn't uh, either. Yeah. Great. It
0: was a very, very I I was dying laughing. Michael Shea, that guy. Weekend update, I think, holds him back a little bit. The PC culture. Yeah. I very much enjoy that dude's brain, man. He's so good. All buildings matter. Yeah. <laughs> that motherfucker, dude, his stand-up set was an
1: electric. PC culture. I saw this weekend um that Steve Carell said that he would never do an office reboot because the PC culture is too PC. Like that Yeah, yeah. Saw that too, right? Um,
0: I was watching I, I went into a rabbit hole of office gifts. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah, there's a lot of shit that there's no way it would fly. I know. Like him doing the finger penis. (laughs) Just as small as that is. Nowadays, that'd be deemed, mm-hmm. like, he would be probably
6: banned from TV. I can't remember what the episode is, but the race one. The oh, race there's episode? so many race oh, ones like, and, and fat shaving yeah, and, yeah, and like that. Yeah,
5: and they do the cultural awareness
7: training. Yeah, they got away with it from Michael being, the character of Michael being so ignorant to everything, he had no yeah. idea what he was doing. You know yeah. what, I think
0: our culture needs that nowadays, by the way, something like that. That person will be hated by a lot of mm-hmm. people, but boy, I think it would be a, it'd be funny to get people to laugh about themselves more instead of... Get
5: yeah, I know. Upset it's, it's about everything. About it. I mean, he obviously was playing like a real ignorant person. Yeah, that was the comedy, you know, that like, he didn't know any different. Yeah. Like, he wasn't doing it to be a bad person. Who wrote he that? Ricky it? Gervais wrote that? He uh, wrote no. the
7: original, but like, BJ Novak was one of the head writers.
4: Who's he BJ Novak? He plays He's Ryan in the in the series. Oh, that little young looking yeah. guy? Yeah, yeah. He's one of the writers of that uh-huh. show? Yeah, so Him, it was Mindy Kaling, yeah. the, the Indian girl. Kelly Kapoor. Easy, please. Jesus.
3: She is. Wow. <laughs>
4: not Native American. <laughs> she is. From India.
1: Convenience, not casino. There it was. was. We were
0: trying to dance around. (laughs) There it was. Digs. Hashtag end game. Hashtag end game. Let's check our ratings after that.
1: I can't remember if I've said that before on here or not. Oh, really I said that publicly
0: yet that's what Diggs just thought to himself <laughs> has anybody else ever heard me say this outside of my tight group of friends now
3: that i think about it that was an idiot thing to say yes <laughs> what are <you> talking about?
1: <laughs> Yeah,
0: we were actually talking about how a certain show could not exist because yeah. of things like that being said and you, well, you realized, doubled down
1: <laughs> after i realized where i got it from i was like oh shit i haven't said that before it happens it's with everything there. You
7: couldn't do like married with children nowadays or like all of a family. Oh, how about them then? doing that, by oh, the way, yeah.
0: with uh, the Connors? The Tom Brady Brady and Belichick. Brady and Belichick have been together 19 oh, years. Oh, yeah, so yeah. That's That whole average marriage, 19 and a half. Yeah, that was crazy. That was absolutely crazy. That was insane. Mm-hmm. 19 years is a long motherfucking oh, that's time. a long time. You could see why they start getting sick of each other.
5: Yeah.
0: yeah. Hey, I'm about sick of you. What about two polar opposite humans? Mm-hmm. Little frumpy looking, cut off <laughs> sweatshirt wearing son of a bitch, and then the, uh, the most attractive male yeah. on earth having a, a, a guy who married a supermodel yep. who rides camels versus <laughs> a guy who doesn't refuse to talk to anybody, just works all day, is almost like a hermit, it seems like. And then Tom Brady, they're supposed to just be like. In cahoots for 19 years straight. I'm surprised they lasted this long. They just want to win. And by the way, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we have a warning for the rest of the NFL from a mass hole. Um, <laughs> everybody watched the Sunday Night Football game. Saw the Patriots do what the Patriots does. If you could stand here for that camera. Saw so the Patriots do what the Patriots does. And the reason why. the reason why you hate the Patriots is... Is because of what happened on Sunday Night Football. It's just like, no matter what happens, Mm -hmm. there's going to be... They're going to win. Yeah.
1: They're they're going to win. win.
0: No matter what. Now, people are like, oh, they lost to the Lions. It's like, yeah, but that's like when the Patriots are figuring it it out. That's when Patriots are figuring it out. Now, that that Chiefs team is the best team in AFC right now, aside from the Patriots. Their Mm offense is. Their offense is incredible. Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and... Kareem Hunt and Travis Kelsey here, cheat code, yep. buy the shirt, 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 the shirt. By- buy the shirt, shirt. By- by the shirt. The shirt. Yeah, buy right the, 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 shirt. Shirt the shirt, but the Patriots just win the game, mm-hmm. and you have no clue how, you have no clue why, and then you just know what's going to happen, and now we have a warning <laughs> from a mass asshole for the rest <laughs> not, of the NFL. Not exactly a warning,
8: you know, like a, like a nice reminder of what the NFL See, is See, listen to this, the talk, the tone,
0: this is what Patriots fans are right here. Hey,
8: hey, it was not me who wrote this, this is a lot of people from Pat's Nation <laughs> hit me up to chime in for this. Okay? You're just the vehicle. The, I'm just the vehicle. I'm just the vessel. Call me Noah's Ark. Official statement. Vessel? That was the word we were looking for. Mm-hmm.
0: The last time we had this conversation. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> this vessel. You were just the vessel, the vessel. of the message. Yeah, yeah,
8: yeah, yeah. From Pat's Nation. Official statement on Patriots. Okay. Hello. Thank you for having me on today to speak. <laughs> I love what you did with the place. <laughs> <laughs> These,
0: there are many. Th- <laughs> you know what? Maybe, maybe <laughs> Pat's <Park laughs> Nation's much nicer than we thought.
8: <laughs> like, hey, I think they like you. I think they're a big, uh, after that fake punt, they really were a Just big fan. Warming fans. us up. Uh, there it wasn't many-
0: me. I wasn't in that fucking play. Take that back to the, vessel that shit back to the Pat's right.
8: I'll, uh, to the source that sent that to me. Uh, Just get on back. with it, will you? There are many things I'd like to get to regarding the 2018 <laughs> New England Patriots. But first, I'd like to take you back to February 4th. 2018. Okay. Oh, we're taking a
0: trip back. What For those there? of you unaware... How can it hey, go forward hey, without hey, going is back? Is this a statement? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Sorry, bad, Tony, sorry, Please? My bad, my bad. Sorry.
8: Goodness gracious. i got really excited. <laughs> Should I start over? No no no, 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 no. no. no, We got it. Your first second. Hello. Th- okay. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you unaware, the Patriots lost to the Eagles on this day that will forever live in infamy. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. This wasn't just another game. Mind you, Zito. <laughs> this was the Super Bowl. <laughs>
0: oh, superb Al.
8: As I walked off the field that day. <laughs> what? I had <laughs> I think you misread. As I walked off the field that day, <laughs> I, I had a deep feeling. A
1: okay.
8: feeling that I reached all the way down to my plums. Mm. Balls. Tom Brady was going into another offseason of criticism. Whoa. Oh. A lot of quarterbacks may care about this, but in a video released by Tom Brady on September the 5th, Right before the season started, also known as the epilogue of Tom versus Time. Kissing his child. Facebook. I heard from Tom what all of New England needed to hear. What was that? And I quote, I just don't give a shit anymore. Oh. To worry about a lot of bullshit that people may say or think or feel, I really don't care anymore.
0: That was oh. two shits in one statement. Those wow. are
8: bleepable dash words. Dash Tom Brady.
0: Oh.
8: <laughs> Tom Brady actually said that. that. Tom Brady said that. That's why I said and I quote. And the dash. <laughs> and dash Tom Brady. Now let's fast forward to September 24th. Okay. Okay. This is this year. This is the 2018 season. It's underway.
0: Do the sound and the edit. We Whoa. just fast forward to September.
8: We lose to Matt Patricia in the Lions, mm. 26 to 10. As we go to a record of one and two. Yikes. Fuck you, Fox.
6: <laughs> normally, amen.
8: Normally, I wouldn't have an ounce of worry in my blood. However, however, mm-hmm. the man whose show I now address you from warned me. In late August, he said, and I do not quote this this may be the season where the roller coaster doesn't rise after the drop. Oh, oh. Powerful,
6: powerful you words. didn't
0: quote that because you said it better than the words I said. <laughs>
8: it was along the lines, I think we understand what you were trying to get. Yeah, you're paraphrasing. 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 Thank you. Yes. Yeah, it was a good paraphrase. At a, rec- <laughs> <laughs> At a record of one and two. This statement ran through my head as we got ready for the division-leading Dolphins. LOL. <laughs> Disclaimer and completely unrelated, the Dolphins just beat the Bears. <laughs> then a voice of God.
6: <laughs> it was Zito's fault
0: because of God. It's funny you just said that tied those both together. Zito shit in a church. Zito, what you do?
6: I uh, yeah, I uh, shit in a church and uh, yeah, instead of a gas station. Instead of a gas station. Because and
5: you made God mad at the Bears. Yep.
6: You did that on
0: a Sunday morning while the church service was happening. Wait, yeah, why did you shit in a church?
1: So-
6: yeah, I was driving down back from Notre Dame, and uh, I was just driving. I was like, I don't want to shit in a gas station. I want to shit somewhere else. So you're
1: else. too good for a gas station.
6: Yeah, yeah,
0: and a fast food place. So he goes directly into Jesus' house, pokes <laughs> his head into the goddamn the s- the serve the thing, and then goes and takes a shits, clogs the toilet, and walks
1: out. I've been to the pub. The pub is a gas station. <laughs>
3: no whoa, you live whoa, in a public whoa, food. ahead, on, you
7: whoa. stay focused on your <laughs> you, you did, You did to God what Matt Hasselbeck did to Andrew Luck.
6: <laughs> hmm. Oh. oh. Huh? I like that.
7: You did. That's you not did, it.
6: did it. I actually don't get that reference.
7: When Matt Hasselbeck shit his brains out in Andrew Luck's oh, toilet. Yep.
0: Oh, mm-hmm. yes. That is what you did yes, to God. That's a
8: callback. That it's a big callback. A couple week
0: callback. That was pretty good. Anyways, nah. the Bears did lose nah, to nah. the Dolphins.
8: Disclaimer, yes. Then a voice of God played over that of the man on my left. Bullshit that people may say. I really just don't care anymore. And I quote, that's from Brady still. <laughs> <laughs> that played in my head over this guy. After Pat's at the roller coaster. Okay, yeah. We went on to beat Miami. Yeah. 38-7. to I don't know if you guys remember. It was a bloodbath. It was.
0: I took the Dolphins (laughs) with the points that day.
8: (laughs) And I follow that with a game in which Patriots minus 14 and a half at plus 220 was more than a lock than Thanos killing half the planet with a snap of his fingers. Can't believe you bet Miami.
0: I did. I did bet Miami because I said the roller coaster wouldn't rise.
8: Yeah. It wouldn't rise after that drop, but we're rising. (laughs) Now that game against the Finns, that was just the beginning.
0: Oh, the tide is turning.
8: What you saw Sunday night. Against post Mahomes in the (laughs) game? That was the coming out party. The five weeks the Chiefs have at the beginning of every season always brings a smile to my face. Mm -hmm. Not because they're winning, but because we, Patriot Nation, know that the wall of Belichick will be too tall a climb for the shelf on Andy Reid's stomach. (laughs) Now, hold on, you know, I'm not saying we're waltzing into the playoffs. Just because we beat the Chiefs. Okay. Of course not. We need a strong second half to get home field where we have the Bears and Steelers away with the Vikings coming to town to Gillette. Oh, oh. There will probably be a division loss in there somewhere. Miami, I don't know. Oh, now the Dolphins could possibly beat you guys. When they go to Florida, Brady, Brady's like 7-9 in Miami. However. <laughs> it's because the same thing <laughs> got However. Dan Marino. It's the same thing that got Dan
0: Marino, bro. It's a <laughs> nose candy.
8: <laughs> All right, here we go. I don't
3: know, however.
0: <laughs> are you getting back on script?
8: What I do know mm-hmm. is that the Patriots aren't going anywhere. Keep saying, thinking, and feeling like they are. We really don't care anymore. Thank you, Patriots Nation.
1: I feel like you just copied my statement to the Steelers Nation at the beginning Thank of you, year. thank
8: you, thank you. Copied your, your statement? <laughs> give me a break. All right, you guys (laughs) (laughs) leave. The whole room was just awkwardly
0: staring at. Fine
8: with me. Patriots feel good, huh? I mean, it's just it's every year this happens, and then we start the year off slow, and everyone talks shit, and then we go back to the Super Bowl.
0: Dude, it was crazy because you're watching that game. You see Tyreek Hill score that touchdown, and everybody knew. It's like even the Chiefs knew. It's like, yeah, we know. It's we've seen this song and dance. 4,000 times, Tom Brady's about to just walk him right down the field, and Goskowski's going to kick a game-winner. It was it, like a 28-yarder or something like that? Yeah, yeah it was close. It they, they was very Gronk close. Gronk was
1: tackled inside the 10, which would have been a great cover for me. But yeah. Good teams I mean, win, great teams I don't give
5: a <laughs> shit <'cause>, <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a shit because my team's already a lock for the first pick in the <laughs> yeah. draft. Yeah. But with the addition of Gordon... Things are fucking scary. it's
0: not fair that the big brains up there get to utilize Gordon. Because even if they're not giving him the ball, they can
8: scheme so that a safety has to keep an eye on him. It's just the big brains in New England... It's unbelievable. It has, it, hasn't dropped a pass in practice, apparently. Josh Gordon. Brady's been so impressed with him. He, he
1: bobbled Brady one. put out an stunned. IG post about him. Yeah, attack, attack. attack.
8: Well, that's attack. to motivate, right?
1: That's
0: mm. to motivate him. That's good leadership, by the way. That's very good leadership.
1: Walkers right next to hey, each we other. we need you, Cuss. Well,
0: it's like saying, hey, man, uh, there's probably a lot of distractions right now, but we're on a mission here. This ain't no fuck around time. We're on a mission here. Keep it going. And if Josh Gordon, wide receivers, like attention, good way to give him attention in 2018, social media attention. Right. That's a good. That's great leadership there by Tom Brady. Wait, how
6: do you get a locker next to Tom Brady? Yeah, they, they always throw him right uh, there. They,
8: were smart. they move. They move the guy. I think Slater was there or something. Move Slater.
6: He's fine. He's move Moving
8: Josh. Yeah. He's S- a, S- hey, Slater's one, one of those guys. Up. He can be anywhere in the locker room. He still has a presence. Yeah, yeah. You know. You throw in Josh Gordon. You, you need him next to Brady. Marijuana just got legal in Massachusetts. You can't have Gordon without a father on that team. <laughs> I'm serious.
0: Tom Brady's the father. Maybe. Yes. Yeah. Tom versus Tom versus kid. Belichick's the chief.
7: You think he kisses Josh Gordon on the lips too?
8: Only on Tuesdays. <laughs> the off day?
3: Yeah, a little off day. A little off
8: day. How you doing? You want to go see Littlefoot? Let's do it. Smallfoot. Smallfoot, my bad.
0: Great movie, by the way. People should go see it. You'll
8: get
3: it.
0: I'll, I'll tell you a spoiler. The Bigfoot community finds out that there's a Smallfoot community. They hold one of the Smallfoots hostage, bring him back to the Bigfoot community to showcase them. The reason why we can't understand them is because their pitch is too deep. Ah, humans pitch is too high so they can't yeah. understand us. So whenever uh, his name was Percy in the movie, James uh, Corden. Cor- Corden, Corden. Corden thinks that the Bigfoot's yelling at him, but really just can't understand him. So then they start using hand signals with each other. Boom, bang, boom. He's, he's small foot. He's boom. got a little foot in the Bigfoot
8: community. Yeah, yeah. Happens.
0: Then they all come together. I left before the ending, but I get it. Yeah,
8: you get it. You S- get S- it. Sign language.
1: Genius yeah. idea. Shirt available. G- get it. Genius idea. Yeah.
0: You get it. Shirt available. Batman for show to go. Hashtag end gang hashtag endgame. Um, I would like a gif or a picture of every single member of Pat's Nation whenever they find out that the Patriots are done. The Patriots are done. <laughs> no. The dynasty is over no. after this year.
8: <laughs> or next year, or forty five when Brady retires. Unbelievable! Isn't Unbelievable! It? He's going to do it. Also, I don't know if we Julian got Edelman
0: back. got his swagger back too. By the way, he started talking shit and getting mad. His mm-hmm. first couple games back, I think, was or first game back was almost like a welcome back party. We're happy, blah blah blah. And then Julian Edelman got his shit back last night. Almost got his
1: glove ripped off and had to put it up back mm-hmm. on just to make the touchdown. Okay. Incredible ripped while off. he's
0: running. What a fucking stupid operation! <laughs> what
7: a stupid operation! He's like uh, Vontez Perfect. he you know, one game back is calm, quiet. Couple snaps, next game back tries to take someone's head off again. Ugh. Well, Edelman, par- Edelman, right you back back gotta get it. in
8: the run game. That's the thing with Edelman: you get him blocking, get the blood flowing, then we're really talking about Julian Edelman. He's a bulldog. Yeah, exactly. You got uh-huh. to take the leash off. Sometimes. What if
0: Gronk stays healthy this year too? There's no chance of that happening because how many Dude. hits he gets because how good he is. But if he stays healthy, Julian Edelman, Josh Gordon starts figuring out more plays.
1: It's it's fun. again.
0: Here we are again. Sony the- Michelle.
1: Oh yeah, they finally have bro. A game. Lied, bro, dude. Lazy
0: Eye Hall of Fame. Mm. Cuzzy. Yep. Hundred and
8: ten yards or something like that. Mm. Two touchdowns.
1: And, to they got, games over and they got. And they yeah. got. What's
8: his face too back there? James White. Yes. had a team know. in receptions and reception touchdowns. Uh, I did a nice little phone.
1: LOL yesterday when fucking Tom had to yell at Gronk to stand up. Gronk, yeah, stand up!
0: And then they had to take a timeout. <laughs> oh, yeah. Then they had to take a timeout. Yeah, it was awesome. That Gronk stiff arm, though. Also, uh, I think Pat Mahomes caught a cover two at one point, and then they popped off like a twenty-yard run because the blocking got schemed up. I like whenever the microphone yeah, picks yeah, up yeah, like too. some uh, some really high-level shit, you know. Not that I know what any of it means. <laughs> but when Patrick Mahomes goes like cover two, it's cover two, it's cover two. And then all of a sudden a twenty yard run starts mm-hmm. out. You're like, you just automatically assume, oh, Pat literally just made a blocking mm-hmm. check for them. That makes him look like a genius, you know? That's like when Cam Newton said to Clay Matthews, like, Oh, you think it's a uh huh? Yeah, and then he changes the play. Day. Yeah. That that type of shit I like a lot. Because there's just so much talking mm-hmm. at any given moment during it's a chess the game. It really is. There's so much talking. It's insane to think about.
8: It's insane. You get to see the knowledge, too. Some, I mean, a lot of quarterbacks don't check because they don't know. And Mahomes, he's, what, 23, 24? He looks good. Doesn't he looks real he good. And he has that photographic memory. That's photographic what, so memory. He, I
0: name. think he's the next one. I, I think he's the next one. I've donned it. And I think everybody has, to be honest. I'm not like going out on a limb here by saying this. But I truly believe everybody's right. This guy is the truth. And I said this earlier to Connor. I said, you give, like, Pat Mahomes, Sean McVay? Mm-hmm. Like a brain like that. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even imagine what he'd do. And then Connor told me he was like, No, no, no. Andy Reid is a, got a very good yeah. much better than Sean McVay.
8: And then we start talking about what what you say? I said the reason the Rams can do what they do is because they have a, their backbone of their team, I would say, is their defense. You got the best D line, you got the two probably. I wouldn't say I won't say the best cornerback duo. But great corners. But great corners. Mark Barron in the middle. He's a vet. Joiner out back, he's Reader's a vet. He's
1: actually been getting fucking toasted lately, which is weird. I yeah. think he's hurt. Collinsworth he kept was hurt. saying yeah. over
5: and over that once, like, he hasn't even figured out yet that he should be using his legs more. Like, he should yeah. be running more. What is he purposely like, Is Reed told him just just to beat it into his head, you're uh, going to be a pocket passer, uh, pocket, pocket passer, pocket bro, passer? Bro, that's,
0: that's every quarterback. They are told, and it's It was kind of what was happening with Johnny Manziel. Whenever he was running and shit and they were making plays, Mm -hmm. it was like everybody was saying, like, this is not for the long haul. It's just like with RG3. Mm -hmm. RG3 was Offensive Rookie Player of the Year the same year Andrew Luck broke a lot of Peyton's records in the Colts. And they were like, this is not for the long haul. It's good, but it's not for the long haul. Just because the sustainability of that is very
7: low. Andy Reid went through a little bit of it with Donovan McNabb back in the day, Mm -hmm. too. They they used to criticize McNabb for not running enough.
5: Yeah. 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 It's like – or he, just you scrambling know, you how Sometimes you see him now where he just he waits too long and then he has to end up throwing it away as he's getting hit or whatever. But when he turns that corner and, and gets that Aaron Rodgers, like as soon as he knows I got nowhere to go, boom, I'm gonna run. Like, don't you think it's gonna be a yeah. toy? To, and and he can slide too, by the
0: way. Yeah. Big baseball player. He's more like Rodgers <laughs> in the
1: way that he doesn't scramble to run, he scrambles to make a play. Yeah. And he hangs in the pack or in the pocket too, because he knows his arm's so fucking strong that he has By the way,
0: very, very smart. If you're Patrick Mahomes and you can throw the ball 82 yards, he said, 85 yards, and you got a guy named Tyreek Hill who can outrun everybody, (laughs) if you just extend the play long enough and you get out there – you can just hold my dick, that thing, mm-hmm. all the way to Tyreek Hill down. But it is very interesting that he he rarely rarely looks to take off. Yeah. When you would think, like, Cam Newton. Cam Newton gets outside that. He's going. Cam yeah, Newton sure. is going. Mm-hmm. He's one of the quarterbacks, by the way, I think, who's built like a de- defensive end. Yeah, yeah, he can sustain. He can yeah. take the hits. And I'm assuming Mahomes could as well.
1: He's a little skinnier, but.
0: Mahomes is a little skinny, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but whenever he does, you're right. Whenever he finds out, like, which will probably come this off. This is his first season playing,
5: right? Yeah. This is
0: his first season playing, it's still learning, yeah. So next off season, when he is literally just watching film of how he can get better mm-hmm. at, next year, I can't even fathom what so the like fuck in, Patrick Mahomes
6: in your system like when he's up for his contract. So they're going to get rid of him.
0: Right? No, not Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. In my system. And my idea of building the team instead of the quarterback, if you're a top five quarterback, which I think Patrick Mahomes will be, you have to keep that guy in the building. If you're that next level, that next tier, that is, let's say, not top five players of all time. Like right now, we go top five players of all time playing quarterback in the NFL right now. We can name them off, right? We can go Aaron.
8: Brady. Drew. Brady.
0: Brady. Philip Rivers maybe. You can even put him in there cuz he's won a lot of games. I put them.
5: Big Ben. I put there Ben there over. Ben Roethlisberger,
0: yeah. like you can name yeah. like yeah. the 5, 6 if you're going to be the top 5 or 6 quarterback.
5: You don't ever let them go.
0: You don't let yeah. them go. But if you're anywhere below 7 or 8, maybe we'll say, if you're in the lower 3 quarters of the league, like, I think you're not going to I don't think you pay those guys. I don't think you pay those guys 20 some million because the deficit it's taking on the rest of your team.
7: Like let's say like uh an Andy Dalton,
0: yeah. yeah. Russell Wilson, Matt Ryan, Andy yeah. Dalton, Matt Stafford, mm-hmm. Matt Ryan. These guys very 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 good quarterbacks, very good quarterbacks. But I don't think Joe Flacco. I don't think they should be making 20 some million taking up you got a, like a quarter of your salary cap going right into this person and then they wonder why Russell Wilson can't win. It's cuz well he can't afford anybody. can and I think that is where the tide will turn. Yeah. You will have to be able to depict a guy from being a once in a generation mm-hmm. player to just a B tier player. I think Pat Mahomes is a once in a generation player. I think he I think he's got it, whatever it is. I think Pat Mahomes
1: has. You brought up Cam Newton. Have There's you, another guy by the way. I think you, you pay him pretty good. Have you good. paid yeah. attention Uh, when watching his games. You know how when a quarterback goes to throw a fucking deep ball like over 40 yards, their front shoulder comes up. Like like You could tell when it's going to go. Yeah, He throws that for every single fucking ball and it's the most... It it drives me insane watching. Like I'll be like, oh, fuck, he's going deep and it's like a six-yard hitch. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I was
0: at Fox Sports last week, uh, name drop, (laughs) in Los Angeles. You ever heard of it, Connor? (laughs) LA, wow. Uh, Los Angeles. A lot of stars over there. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, there's an entire road of them um so there was a play though carolina it was the carolina giants game mm-hmm. he threw it seemed to be just like a an out a quick mm-hmm. out and it looked like it slipped out of his hand because of how weird his yeah. releases and the people in the room that i was in were like did that did that slip out of his hand and the and they even did like a replay and it was like, no, that's just literally how he throws. I didn't
1: notice it until this year, though. And it drives me insane. When but I'm he can me. fucking hock it. Oh dude. yeah, it's yeah. like
0: Philip Rivers throws weird. I think Cam Newton has a weird delivery. I think he does, but he can sling the fucking.
1: No one's weirder than Phillip Rivers.
0: He's an irreplaceable he guy, though. Cam Newton, by the yeah. way, when he's on your team, he's
1: a, he it does a lot. He can
0: he can do a lot. That team's. I thought they'd be a lot better than they are. Carolina Panthers.
8: He's got no one to throw to. He's got Tory Smith, who's old Greg Devin Olson. Finch- Funchess, who's a tight end.
1: Why'd he blow off
0: Josh Norman? Why'd Cam Newton blow off Josh Norman after the game? I mean Did Josh Norman say something about Cam? I think he did, didn't he? They were just talking shit all game.
1: They're they're split. When he left, Carolina was weird, and there was there's always been been stuff between him and. Cam. So then
0: Cam and Josh Norman don't get Didn't along. They
1: fight on the practice field too.
8: Oh, yeah, maybe.
1: Yes. Yeah, when Josh yeah.
8: Norman was young, he just yeah. came into the league. Cam Newton beat the shit out of him in practice, and then Josh Norman got good. Cam, Cam. Newton got into it, a- <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> Cam Newton, Calvin Benjamin. Yeah, there it is.
0: Yeah, Calvin. Yes. Gel- so everybody leaves. It seems as if I wonder what it is.
1: Calvin I- took some heat this weekend because uh, it, well, the report was that Josh Allen went to him up up to him pregame and was like, "Do you want to work on some routes?" and he said, "No." no man i'm good
0: josh allen's hurt
1: at this point uh, elbow elbow injury to his throwing arm Josh
0: (laughs) Allen, just a kid out there from where's he from wyoming Mm -hmm. south dakota wherever the fuck he's from hey mr benjamin i was wondering if uh maybe we go get some work in right here before game okay i'll go fuck (laughs) (laughs) this ain't
8: ain't wyoming anymore
0: (laughs) buffalo bills what a the the Patriots fans have such a hilarious. You guys have such a hilarious conference.
8: We I, I I was thinking about this right before. I don't think the Rams get enough shit for their conference being terrible. Well, because it
1: wasn't always like two oh. years, like a few years ago. Also, the Rams like, were terrible yeah, two yes. years ago. Yeah. The Rams were absolutely dog like, shit Niners two years and ago. The Seahawks were really good a few years ago. Yeah, because
0: whenever the Rams were dog shit, the
8: Seahawks were the Legion of Boom.
1: Yeah, that was yeah. when they were the Legion of Boom. The, the NFC uh, NFC uh, championship was all was for two years in a row with Seattle and 49ers.
8: And the, and the Cardinals had a couple good years in there, too. They mm-hmm. went 11-5 and five a couple mm-hmm. years ago.
1: The Niners
0: are dog shit. They played
8: the last
1: night. night against the Packers. Oh,
0: yeah. Congre- last night. The show oh, comes night. out tomorrow. Yeah, no. yeah, that's right. Last night they played against the Packers. Big thanks to Aaron Rodgers for uh, winning that. I bet that money line. <laughs> huge <laughs> risk. Minus 4,000-some, maybe, if yeah. you lose that there. Yeah. Big thanks to Aaron Rodgers making it happen against the Niners. They were 10-point mm-hmm. uh, favorites over the Niners. Diggs, did you bet on the game?
1: Uh, I did not, actually. Uh, because I won so much last weekend or last week on Monday Night Football, and I just didn't have a good read on this one. But last last Monday Night was so easy because the NFL has actually rigged the NFL for Drew Brees.
0: Okay, uh, <laughs> is there a uh, is there like a hot take? I could, I, can we get a hot take alert here? Diggs is coming out and saying, "Is there any?" Can you hit that Romba? Uh, that not Ramba, the Rasta the Rasta thing. <laughs> The pasta thing, Boston gone. Can you hit that one more time?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There it is. That's what we're looking for. Let me, make, let, me right. let me just lay this out. By let the way, Drew
0: Brees me. was supposed to come on our show, and then he, he passed. <laughs> and I wonder if it's because of my dumb baby comments. <laughs> and I'm assuming what's about to happen isn't going to help either, so we already lost Drew Brees. Let's assume he's gone forever. Go for it.
1: Guys. All right, let me make this clear. I love Drew Brees. I think everybody does. I am also not an NFL rich is rigged guy. I hate those guys because the, the Italians rigged the NFL. It's not the NFL rigging the NFL. Let's just get that clear. Oh, so oh. you
0: guys don't think you get enough credit. Correct. <laughs> this is unfucking believable
1: They're the worst, bro. But just wait. this is a solid argument for the NFL is rigged crowd. Okay. So I'm giving it to them. It's not for me.
0: Oh, this is like him, a vessel.
1: I don't know. <laughs> yes, I'm a vessel for the NFL's rigged crowd. Okay. I don't know the why. I'm still looking for the why the NFL would rig it for Drew Brees. But I know that it like I don't know if it's because he's short and he's a nice, likable guy, and it's like a good comeback story after he hurt his shoulder and then he went and lifted up New Orleans. Sounds but like sounds
7: like pretty
0: good reason.
1: Mm-hmm. It's probably the reason mm-hmm. Katrina, the whole thing yeah. happened there. Yeah. But like the first time that it started coming to me was that Super Bowl. Was when, like, the Saints recovered that block onside, onside. Well, no, the, that was the first game after Katrina. The block punt, I wasn't going to bring that up because that was such a huge moment for the city. But if mm-hmm. you want to throw that in there, sure. Okay, I, you didn't throw it in there. I did. Okay. Steve
0: Gleason, by the way, keep Great. fighting, cuz. Yeah.
1: Got it. So at the Super Bowl, they recovered that onside kick, which was absurd. And there was some shit going on at the bottom of the pile, blah, blah, blah. And then Hank pot- Baskets says to this day that they were saying white ball. Yep.
0: Or blue ball, yep, whatever we correct. were wearing. What were we wearing? White. white. They were saying white ball, white ball, white ball, Hank says. Now, granted, you never get give up the ball at the bottom of a pile, but he says to this day that the refs did say white ball.
1: Correct. And then, uh, what was it, like two minutes left when the uh, Colts are going down to tie the game? Just out of nowhere, Peyton Manning and Reggie Wayne just aren't on the same page and Tracy Porter has a pick six. Oh, so
0: so, so now it's deeper than just the That's uh, that's when it started.
1: That's when it started for me. I was like, Oh, something's fishy going on here.
0: You think Peyton and Reggie aren't gonna be on the same page in a Super I know, Bowl? Right. Now that right? I'm thinking about it, I don't that does not make sense to me either. And and then, I never talked to Reggie.
1: And Reg- then Drew's up on that Super Bowl stage with his baby and the ear muscle on and the NFL's like, Oh, this is going nice. This is this is a nice little situation we got here with Drew. Fast forward two thousand twelve. This is my next suspicion. He breaks the Johnny Unitas record for most games in a row with a touchdown pass. Okay? Okay. Let me, see. Let me go here. Number one, it was a primetime game, Sunday night football. Okay? Okay. It was, two, against the Chargers, his old team. Okay. <laughs> Devery Henderson was open by, like, 30 yards. Uh, it couldn't have been perfect. Huge celebration after. was blah, pretty blah, blah. quick. Uh, yeah, but, like, 30 yards open for, Payton, good to break design. a record. Against the chargers, prime time, it just, just all came over came together too well. Uh-huh. Fast forward last week, Monday night. He's going for the all-time yards record. Prime time, prime time, Monday night football. Uh, and then again. Again, the wide receiver is wide-ass open. Wide open. For a touchdown. Like, and then they
0: pull out a piece of paper. Yeah, Dana, the ref pulls, Dana, pulls Dana out a piece paper. I was like, oh, if
1: he's going to break the record, we might as well have him do it on a 60-yard touchdown. <laughs> Get, pulls out a piece of paper. Drew's standing there celebrating for like three minutes with his teammates. Takes his helmet off. No delay game. No excessive <laughs> celebration. His family's on the field jumping around. It was, again, on a primetime game. It's just, everyone was wide open. It's just, it's just something to think
6: about. Okay, we'll think about it. I feel like the NFL hates the Saints, though. Why? Because of Bounty Gate.
0: I mean, there's never any coverage of the Saints, though. Nobody ever talks about the Saints until they're on a primetime game, and it's Drew Brees breaking some record.
1: Bounty Gate, they kind of had to because it kind of came out, and they're like, God damn it, Saints. Like, we're doing this for you. By the dude. way, that guy's defense, not great <laughs> this <laughs> weekend for <laughs>
0: Cleveland Browns. They need to the up that bounty.
7: did say Drew Brees is like Mr. Pro Bowl. He's like Mr. That's NFL. You know, maybe, it, maybe it's an inside thing. He my back, I scratch yours. He's very
0: much, he was like the consummate professional. I mean, every single, it was like we were at a real practice. Like, he was talking to me like it was a real thing, you know? Like oh, We're gonna work hard today It's like who mm.
1: <laughs> just, <laughs> just to think
0: about. Bro this is a promo practice <laughs> I ain't doing shit You're a fucking mouse In your pocket
3: Drew <laughs> who are we talking to
0: Who Is this me and you Having a conversation or? Are you wired Are you talking
3: <laughs> to- <laughs> Oh you got a mic on you know, you, That was just a
0: genuine <laughs> Oh, good for you, Drew. You're probably a great leader. Yeah, not me, though. I'm going to go ahead and sit over here, man. Yeah, we just got beat by the Patriots by 50. <laughs> there's this whole deflate gate thing happening. I might be in a Super Bowl, to be honest, next weekend, Drew. i got to kind of get out of here. <laughs> Patriots might get... <laughs> what would that be called if they... Uh,
1: Expelled. Uh, for, uh,
0: extradited?
3: Hmm, no, no, that's not no, no, how that's not that works. Not.
0: Do you remember that when that was happening? That was a oh, re- That was God. showing up in my... Extra day is not the word. Uh, <laughs> you know? That was showing up in my Twitter mentions a
1: disqualified. lot.
0: Disqualified, disqualified. Yeah, there, there it is. Disqualified, and I was I was wild to me. I was very intoxicated when those things were showing up, and I'm like, oh, look at us. I lose by fifty, get to play in a Super Bowl. <laughs>
8: this is awesome. I knew as bad as there are people who I know don't watch football asking me about it, and I was like, okay. If so this when, has reached this level, hey, so people when, all over the world are talking about the So coast. when Tom
0: Brady comes back, he doesn't speak to anybody, by the way. Bleeds mm-hmm. the fit to everybody mm-hmm. and everything. No deflator text messages, that's just uh keep it moving, mm-hmm. let's move past it. By the way, players, I don't give a single fuck what you do. If you can do something and makes you better, just go ahead and do it, right? Mm-hmm. But if you get caught for doing it, now there's everybody knows there's a little you bit pay of the price. Yeah, you gotta pay the price or whatever. But ball things are very interesting in the NFL because everybody likes their ball different, you know, it's uh, but everybody has to play with one. Yeah, yeah. So you can, it's a, mm-hmm. it's a very interesting thing that we obviously thought got blown out of control and he would not answer to anybody. He was not doing anything. And then he did a sit down at a local college. Do you remember this? He did a sit down at a local college. It was him and a guy talking to him and it was his first time speaking. It was a small local college and he was up and there was an audience in the crowd. Mm-hmm. And I never heard a group of people more behind somebody <laughs> than that crowd right there. It was unbelievable. I don't think I remember this. It was this his first be- time speaking when it all came out. The whole world was mm-hmm. crushing Tom Brady. Everybody was like, oh, he's a cheater. The whole world was crushing him. Oh, Even after the Super this was after the Super Bowl it was in the offseason. The whole world was coming down on him. And he comes and does one his first time speaking is at this paid gig at this high or at this little college that he definitely could have turned down. I mm. assume he could have passed on it. He said, no, he gets up there. And when I heard that crowd was just 100% on his side, I was like, bro, New England's going to ride or die with this guy no matter <laughs> <Yeah>. what. <laughs> and the guy that was doing the interview with him was like tossing him like – uh, like just complete softballs. And Tom was like, well, I'm not going to talk about that. That's an ongoing thing. And then the crowd would lose their shit. And he's like, okay. Tom was like, all right, I'm happy I did this. But it was a, it was an awesome moment
8: up there for you New England folks. Well, after that was the Belichick Brady fiasco. Do you remember that? No. Cause Belichick was like, Hey, I have no oh, that's idea. that's on him. Yeah. He was like, I don't know. Talk to Tom. And then everyone was like, Bill, what the fuck are you doing, buddy? <laughs> I thought we were all friends on this <laughs> team. So we're looking at I thought, do your job, man. I thought everyone was supposed to do their shit. 16 years together at that point, right? Mm-hmm. Probably oh, 16. 15 years together yeah, at that point? We've only missed one Super Bowl since. No big deal. Humble brag. For 15 years? No, since, <laughs> since, since the flaky. Oh, I'm talking yeah. about by, uh, by that point, oh, Tom yeah.
0: and Belichick have been together 15 years yeah. at that yeah. point. Yeah. They were about sick of each other already, and just, ah, we got a good thing here, though. Josh McDaniel's almost leaving the family it was yeah. a wild
8: move. A lot of people say the 15th year's that divorce year. It is. That's where they hit, the, they hit the rough patch and they powered through. Did they? Yeah. yeah. You're Look. saying they're in, they're in a good patch right now? Right now? Yeah. Bill Belichick and Tom Brady? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I bet Belichick's kissing his kids on the forehead. <laughs> almost lips. No one else gets it. <laughs> no, no one else. You think so? Yeah, oh, yeah. I think, I think the Pats are golden right now. And I said this to you before when they were doing the fun offensive lineman punt return shit. I was like, oh, Belichick's having a Did little fun. Time. Yeah, you guys said no. that. No, every no, Patriot
0: guy was telling me, like, oh, that happens all the time. Happens all the time. I'm just going strictly off of the Minnesota Timberwolves game. <laughs> Where I saw with my own two eyes, Bill Belichick acting like a regular fucking yep. human. And it was wild to me. And what they do? Lost the Super what Was that Bowl.
1: night before? Yeah. Two, two nights, nights before.
0: Two nights before, he's acting like a regular ass human? That ain't the Belichick I know. Should
6: have been in there watching film. What's, what? the, what's the practice schedule for that, like a couple days before?
0: I'm not saying he should have. Saturday they have a walkthrough, and then they go to a hotel. Not that big of a deal. I'm not saying he should do anything. I'm just saying that was very different than what the Belichick yeah. did. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was different than what a standard Bill Belichick move would be. Normally, Bill Belichick, not acting like a, he's an alien. Him and Tom Brady, both aliens. Uh-huh. It's the only way you get to the top of that league. I'm sure something happened with
8: Malcolm Butler. So, somewhere during those two weeks of the Super Bowl, Malcolm Butler woke up and was like, I lost all of my talent, no, <laughs> and, I think, and I think, and I think that's where Belichick was like, "Fuck, okay, I'm gonna go watch a basketball game and uh, try and get a corner."
0: Because you needed Malcolm Butler, huh? Uh,
8: Would have helped. I mean, hey, so he we're on to we're on to Chicago.
0: What happened to Malcolm Butler, though? He gets benched, right? Because they said he was doing bad. Mm-hmm. It never got out, right? What, was happened? Weird
8: what happened? What happened? because Tom a, Brady was, like was a commenting on allegation. There was a lot like of a mental breakdown allegation. There's a couple things. Like he there's one rumor that he went to the coaches. A couple nights before the game and was like crying, Uh like mental breakdown, like I don't know what's going on. So then Belichick
0: looks like a bad guy when really Belichick was probably trying to help him.
8: Malcolm Butler this year is the worst cornerback in the NFL. We let him go. I mean, his last game for us would have been the Super Bowl. Worst corner in the NFL. Are you just saying that because you want to No, I'm make- saying that statistically. If we could get some stats digs, I don't know. He, I mean, his, his, <laughs> his... Why are you going to dig like his, that? Because his, his laptop's open. It's right there. Yeah. Oh. Uh dead. His, his, his um, I don't know what it is, his coverage stats, whatever. It was like he's been thrown at 10 times, eight completions for 300 yards and like five touchdowns. Really? That, that was week three or four.
0: So Belichick had to make the decision of like, this guy's lost it. We got to get out of yeah. here. And then he sits him. He's crying pregame. First, well, then you, you would think post-game, post, post game, you would think somebody would come out and say something, but nobody said anything. Tom Brady even went on his Instagram I was like, great teammate, very lucky to be teammates with you. Have a good one, basically. Which spins the narrative that Bill Belichick was fucking him. But really, it could have been Belichick helping him.
1: Malcolm Butler is currently the worst corner in the NFL statistically. Yeah, lock that in. Has been uh, targeted you. 17 times for oh, 260 yards. You're quoting,
0: you're not. That's not a... And, and I quote.
1: quote <laughs> <laughs> oh, That was for two weeks. So that was for
8: two worse. weeks. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. it has gotten worse. Two weeks, 17 completions, you said? For 260 yards and three touchdowns. Yeah, that was at the end of week two. That that's Malcolm Butler. So imagine if we play Butler in that Super Bowl. He does his whole little. I lost my like my shoes. I can't play anymore. <laughs> and then and then and then who's Belich- Belichick's probably coaching fucking Indianapolis this year if he plays, if he plays Malcolm Butler. So no, no. I, I'm going down with the ship. I don't care if Belichick and Brady ride us into. Well, you kind of have to
0: because of all the fun you've had. You have to go down. With yeah, the ship. yeah. It's like if this is the greatest cruise of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Let's at least ride the cruise for another until it goes all the way down. That's basically what you're doing.
8: Yeah, it's not a bad deal at all.
0: Boy, they look fucking good again. Yeah. It's very annoying. Because that Chiefs team, I thought they were it. Now, granted, Andy Reid's season does end uh, in week six. Normally, mm-hmm. Andy Reid's season does end mm-hmm. in week six. Mm-hmm. Something happens for the next few weeks, and then Andy well, Reid pops back. The Chiefs well,
1: defense is—it's t- like it's on pace good. to allow a record number of yards. They also use all their plays in the first five weeks, and then yeah. everyone sees them, and they don't have them anymore.
0: <laughs> that might be why <laughs> it's film. Andy Reid season. Mm-hmm. He, he spends all off season. Kool Aid Man spends all off season drawing up these heaters of plays. Mm-hmm. This is a hundred percenter. This is a hundred percenter. This is a hundred percenter. And there's no discipline. Just to save some for week six, past
3: <laughs> every
1: offseason he works on like the Waterboy playbook that got uh-huh. stolen from the Waterboy coach, <laughs> yeah. and he can only because he's he's Andy Reid, so he's you know he's got time to have a nice little diet going on in there. So he only has so much time to drop five weeks of place.
0: Could you imagine that though? If that is the case. If every offseason he's just like this mad wizard on like uh, – let's say it's on the windows, like a beautiful mind. <laughs> and he's like, all right, he draws in like the cheetah. Okay, we got Tyreek Hill here. Okay, we got Travis Kelsey. Oh, yeah, that'll be great. We'll do that. Boom. Okay. Then we'll do this. He draws up like 50 plays. And then he gets into the games – and he just can't help it. He's like, oh, that one play I drew up on. It. That would crush right now. what do you now. think we save it, though, like no, for later maybe? No, no, no. We need it right now. It's, it's third and two here, first week. We need it right now. Brr, what if he just spews his load so early that week six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and eleven, he's back on the beautiful mind board. That's why they come back in the second half of the season, because he's back mm-hmm. with new plays. What if that's what happens to the Kool-Aid We man? just
1: figured that one out.
0: Andy yeah. Reid season, we just figured it out. So look for Pat Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Kareem Hunt. Week 10 with some brand new plays. Yep. It's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. That's wild. That defense does look like a sieve,
8: though. Yeah, it's not good. They look like a sieve. But once Justin Houston comes back, they'll be better. D Ford almost got to Brady a few times.
1: Yeah, he should have
0: tried to get Khalil, man. Kansas
8: said he should
1: well, have to get Khalil. Well, they traded Marcus Peters because he didn't want to be there anymore. Yeah. So, And then Eric Berry's hurt.
8: And they got to save their money. They can't pay for Khalil. they got to pay Mahomes, Hunt, and Tyreek Hill. See, I
1: don't when, know about When's Kelsey? that two
0: years from now for Mahomes, though?
1: Yeah, same yeah. for Hunt. Two years. Yeah, they were drafting the same draft. Yeah. So, so they two got two years still. And Tyreek Hill was the year before that. So, so he's
0: got like a year. they got another year. You could have paid Khalil Mack up front. If you have the cash, by the way, to just write a check mm-hmm. to the NFL, the Raiders didn't have enough for Khalil Mack. That team That's looks wild. like dog shit.
3: There you
0: go. Bro. So,
1: Derek Carr was crying.
0: What? What? <laughs>
1: Oh yeah! Oh yeah! What do you mean? He got crying? sacked and he was like almost bawling. Ty watched the video earlier. Yeah, Ty was made me very uncomfortable. <laughs> well,
8: <laughs> <laughs> he, was, <laughs> he was breaking down like he was he was the intro to a cry. Like he needed that walk off like the, the field f- bad like to like gather. The, like around, the, so. lip, the lip quiver, like.
1: Nope, yeah. that's not
0: it. That sounds a lot like a dick sock. <laughs> <laughs> Those both happening together. It sounds a lot like a. Dick-
1: yeah, I'm not good at sound effects.
0: <laughs> You're great at accents,
1: though. Thank you, yeah. appreciate that. No problem. So he had oh, a fucking Derek calls on the field. They were in England. <laughs> yeah. Fucking crying like a bloody pisser, bro.
0: That England trip is tough, though. I will say that. From the West Coast. From the West Coast, too. Mm. That is a tough trip. Especially they went on Friday, too, I think.
1: Uh, The Raiders did, and the Seahawks went on Wednesday, so not a good move there by Gruden. Gruden's off to hot start. (laughs) We (laughs) we
0: went on Friday as well because our strength and conditioning coach was there with another team, Mm -hmm. and I guess they lost or something doing it the other way. So Mm -hmm. their idea was, well, he knew that the other way didn't work. So we might as well try this way. So we get there on like late Friday, Saturday. You barely even, you don't even catch up to the time zone. It's just like, oh, we're still living in America, yeah. basically. Game happens and then you. Since we lost, we had to wait for the Jaguars to go through customs first before us, and then we go through. Obviously, I have a (sighs) 10-edible situation happening while going through TSA. That's one of my favorite moments in my NFL career. (laughs) Me almost having a full panic attack going through TSA. Vinatieri just watching me, hoping I don't die or (laughs) get stuck. Losing my fucking ticket from the TSA check to the gate. How do you even lose your ticket from there? Yeah, Wild, wild, wild
1: afternoon. Gruden. Is one bad first down or strip sack call away from being 0 and 6.
0: Yeah, that first down thing against Cleveland Browns is the only reason why he won. McCrane missed and then
8: makes it. I forgot all about that.
1: Could be 0 6. Ugh. 100
8: million. <laughs> 100 million. Dollars. It's starting to become, is Gruden tanking for the number one pick? Like, did he just from the beginning say, oh, I got 10 years here? I'll trade the guy I got, go. 2-14. and 14. Oh, It's a
1: marathon, not a sprint. For not Kirk. a bad idea. That's
8: what I'm saying. And then he just gets, okay, I got a top three pick. I'll get a quarterback. Derek Carr sucks all of a sudden. And he's crying. What, he's crying. He's
1: yeah. crying? What
0: was he crying for? Because he got hit? Yeah. I
3: right. yeah.
8: So.
0: <laughs> uh, you know what, though? I'm going to be honest. I have been hit once. I don't I almost cried. <laughs> I can't judge him. He was em.
1: taking a beating all game, too. I, I can't
8: judge him, man. I cried, too. Mariota got sacked 11 times, and yeah. he wasn't crying. Bro, so.
0: the Ravens picking yeah. up 11. The, the Raiders are bad. Mm-hmm. We, we all know that. Yeah, best. Very bad. But they're bad
8: on purpose, you're saying. Yeah, I think, I mean, for...
0: Okay, Mooden- we'll get rid of Crabtree. We'll bring in a white guy. How do we get worse? Let's... Yeah.
8: uh <laughs> Let's- our best player.
0: Khalil Mack, ah, he's just $90. It's a lot of guaranteed money, man. <laughs> While he's sitting on $100 million guaranteed. What a fucking lunatic. But in three years, if they're really good, all of a sudden... People will be like,
1: wow. Oh, this
0: guy's a genius. What a you move. Remember what they were when Gruden got there. His first year, they were 2-14. and 14.
1: I, I hope not, because I don't want to see teams start tanking like in the NBA. Well,
0: well, the Colts did, I guess. I was on a team that did, and I wish they would have me a heads up. We were doing that. I fucking just almost broke the most punt record for the year. <laughs> I was not prepared for it. But Mathis says that there were some calls. Not Mathis. Yeah, I think it was Mathis. Uh, I don't remember if it was Mathis or somebody else. But was somebody on the defense said there was like a third and one or something.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And the call was like uh, basically like a zone uh-huh. almost on a third and one. Uh-huh. And they were like starting to put, they were come off on the sideline like, what the fuck are we calling? And there was just like, oh, we thought it was where we thought we had a thing. And, and there was a couple of times where I heard a couple of players be like, bro, they're trying to lose. It seems like they're trying to lose with these picks. And then they all got fired. Everybody got fired. So everybody that or either had sucking uh-huh. for luck or if they actually were sucking for luck, it cost them well, all their jobs completely. So well, it's a wild, wow. wild, wild, wild scene.
1: The first thing you do in a conspiracy is get rid of everyone. That uh, knows anything about it? Plausible but, deniability. But you think
0: that they would come they out would and say, you, you would think somebody would come out and be like, yeah, that year you guys were saying we're stuck for luck. We were making calls. <laughs> and we were trying to throw pick sixes. We, we knew people would be sitting on routes trying. It almost felt like for me, I was just, I have to punt every three mm-hmm. plays. Here I go. I have to punt or a pick. It's either a punt or a pick. And I knew nothing about it. But there was some rumblings I would hear from players that were like, that call was the worst mm-hmm. call in the history of calls. And it's like, wait. D-. Then me, as a woke human, uh-huh. I'm like, is it really out? Are we-, <laughs> <laughs> hey, are, we- are we really? Are the coaches in? Coaches are even in on us? It's just wild if this is really happening. And then you just kind of push it back down. You just suppress it. Mm-hmm. You yeah, suppress yeah, it back down. Yeah. And then you go into the next game, and you don't hear anybody talk about anything, but maybe we lose by 16. it's like. We can't be that bad. We're losing by a lot. <laughs> we punted 10 times in one half. In one half, we had like nine Yikes. punts. Nine wow. punts in one half.
1: Jeez. It's hard to even get that many possessions. One was yeah. blocked.
0: One was blocked for a touchdown. It was unbelievable. And I still, I got one blocked. Uh-huh. For like a negative net, and with how many punts we had, I think I was still averaging like forty, <laughs> forty some. With how many punts we had, it was insane. It was absolutely insane. The there was somebody on the offensive side of the ball. Uh-huh. I forget what he, position coach it he was. He was a he wasn't the it wasn't Clyde Christensen or the coordinator or anything like that. It was a positional coach. It might have been like a GA or something uh-huh. like that. And I was practicing, and I needed the whole field because I was I was hitting the ball very far that day. And it was like week seven or week eight or something like that. And they're like, oh, we got to give the punter the entire field so he can get some work. And I looked over. I was like, well, with the way y'all motherfuckers are running your offense, I should probably be practicing a lot more than I heard (laughs) Instead of that seven-on-seven drill, won't you just have me come out and punt in the middle of it because that's what the end's going to be like. And everybody's just like, oh, dude, dude, dude. I was like, yeah, that was rude. That was fucked up of me. I shouldn't have said that. I just can't help it, though. I just can't. Fucking help it to say that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, It happens. Yeah,
5: but that... that but that don't was, come at me. I'm not
0: trying to punt this that, much. That yeah. was just like what it was in Twitter. That was just like back in the day when it was Twitter. Yeah. Somebody opens the door, yeah. and I would just come in too
3: hard. You know <laughs> what I mean? I will just
0: come in too hard. So you don't have to be that rude. Oh, we got to give the punter a full field. Who's that talking... In my head, it's like, who the fuck... I don't even know his motherfucker's name. <laughs> <laughs> I know since he's been here that we haven't won a fucking game, <laughs> and it's I can't help it.
1: I just can't help it. We used to call that going cutthroat. Like, dude, dude, it ain't no re- no reason to go oh, cutthroat. Hey, like, hey, 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 hey.
0: Hey, 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 easy. Fuck. We're just jousting. We're just jabbing. Him. <laughs> yeah. But
1: speaking of players questioning calls, uh, there was a video after Steelers Cincy of Burfick walking in the locker room, be like, "Why the fuck did we call that blitz on this play that Antonio Brown scored? We didn't. We haven't even ran that in practice all week."
0: I'll, I'll tell you, it's. Very interesting watching the politics Mm -hmm. of plays that get called and don't get called. And it was interesting watching from like when Peyton was running it, he was calling everything, every subs. He would send you back off the field if he didn't want you on it. It was everything he was calling. And then watching Gary Brackett basically call the defense there for a while. And then the transition happened where coaches are phoning it in mm-hmm. and calling in. It's very interesting to see like the plan on every Wednesday morning. There's a whole team meeting where they go through the entire plan. Like if we want to win on offense, this is the offense coordinator gets up there. These are our goals. This is what we have to do on defense if we want to win. This is who we got to stop. We got to put pressure on this guy, this this whether it's attack or guard, is the weak chain. We got to attack this guy if we want to have any hope. We got to disrupt the wide receivers if we want to get them off there, anything like that. It's in front of the whole team, so we all listen to them. explain. Yeah, so it's like accountability almost, right? And then you get into the game, and you start watching the things. And for my first couple years of those Wednesdays meetings, I would have no clue what was going on. They were talking so far over my motherfucking head, I had no idea what was going on. Vinatieri and I would just be like trying to catch up, like, (laughs) 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 oh, we're running a safety blitzes. Corner blitz. Oh, got it. See, you see the arrow out there. That's on me. I didn't know. And then you would see it in a game happen. You're like, oh, we predicted this. But then, whenever the years were getting bad, All the shit that was talked about on Wednesday, if you actually paid attention, none of it was happening on Sunday. And it's not because of the players at all times. Sometimes coaches get scared to call things. Mm -hmm. The coordinators get real fucking tight because they're humans too. Everybody thinks about players getting nervous. Everybody thinks about, oh, this is a big situation. The players are nervous. Those coaches who have moved their families 45 times already and slept in their office for 14 hours Mm -hmm. a night and everything like that or in their office 14 hours a day, they get real nervous too. And then in those follow-up meetings, there's – there's very rarely much accountability from the, the coaches being like, yo, yo, hey, remember we were supposed to run this motherfucking play and we never ran it. There's only been a couple of times where I've seen that happen in the yeah. meeting after, where the, the coordinator gets like put on a spot almost, like, yeah, hey, this. And it only happens whenever a, lead, a vet steps up and he's like, we had this, we chose not to call it. You know, I had to do it one time because we had an onside kick that was wide open and we refused to call mm-hmm. it, refused to call it. And we lost the game. And in the Monday meeting, we're going through the film. And whenever the look was there, I had to say, Chuck was sitting right in front of me in a special teams meeting. Tom McMahon's doing a meeting. And I go, we could have hit the onside kick right here. And then Tom McMahon like stops and looks at me. And he's like, okay, we lost. So the tensions are tighter, whatever. We go to the next kickoff. We could have hit the onside kick here. I say again, like loud. And Chuck's right in front of me, right? And Chuck's trying not to turn around and engage with me. All I'm trying to do, though, is engage with Chuck Pagano on why he didn't call the fucking onside kick. (laughs) So then the next kickoff comes. I'm like, again, onside kick, wide open right here. I have no idea why we didn't run it. And Chuck Kosher, I don't know either. I don't know why we didn't call it. And then Tom McMahon has to go like, well, it's not my job to call it basically. So now we got a situation and where we were on a little bit of a losing streak. I was like, well, we say we're going to practice all of these things. You guys got me beating the fuck out of my toe, hitting these onside kicks in practice, ruining my hip basically. And if we're not going to call them, I'm not going to kick them in practice anymore, basically. And it was like a moment where Tom McMahon was like, Oh, we'll keep working them, buddy. We'll keep working them. And it was almost like a, just shut the fuck up. Pat. Please. <laughs> so I had, to stop and then I got called out obviously afterwards. It was like, you can't do that in the team meeting in front of everybody. And I was like, well, you can't have me work on all these things and us doing practice and then not calling it a game because you look bad. It's not It's not that I look bad. You look bad for not calling it. And they're like, well, you got to remember though, the risk versus reward of all this thing. I was like, oh, I don't even think about it failing to be honest. They're like, we know.
3: <laughs> I was like,
0: I was like, oh, that might be the difference between you and me. I don't even think about this failing. And that was when Chuck was like, yeah, you don't think about doing dropping the perfect pass. Yeah.
3: But we have yeah, to yeah. think of
0: those things. I'm like, ah, you're 100% right. That's on me for that. But it is one of those situations where players, we've been around the game a long time too. It's not like college. It's not like high school or whatever the coach says is the final answer. It's like players. Like, terry has been in the fucking game for 23 yeah. years. Mm-hmm. So if he has an idea... Let's assume that it might be better than your fucking idea, guy. That has won four Super Bowls and isn't mm-hmm. the grace. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's a wild world. And in world. that
5: case, he's like, "Motherfucker, I'm the one who has to fucking tackle that big ass bear, like, yes. like, like to blitz him, and, and when the game's on the line, like that. That's what. I mean, that would be like what not to do, right? Mm-hmm. That's That's the difference, ben though.
0: That's the difference, though, of coaches <laughs> that have played, yeah, and coaches who haven't played. And that's why you see players respect the coaches who have played mm-hmm. because they're not just drawing it on a board and being like, okay, this X runs at right. this speed to get to here. You do a 90 degree angle and you block this O right. at this side because it's like, yo, I can't do that. Yeah. Like, I am- you need
5: to make that O oh, way bigger? You to <laughs> <pass it. laughs> and pretend he can drag two X's 10 yards X. to the right exactly. while throwing the ball. The whole strategy,
0: though, in football is insane. The amount of thinking that's going on because the so amount much. of money that's being paid to people to think is is insane and that's why the patriots are in such a good spot. That's why he goes
8: And because our we don't have any GM head coach problems, we don't we don't run into those problems. One guy. One guy. One guy to rule them all. Will that ever happen Bill. again? Uh
0: McVay might get that. McVay might get that shot at some point.
8: It's he, a, I feel like it's like a if it's a younger coach, it's it's like like a McVay, yeah, like if if he if his progress is there, yeah. then they'll give it to him. But also, it's tough for organizations who have a GM. To Belich- get rid of one. To get rid of one and then be like, yeah. okay, we'll just make our head coach check. Chip is- Kelly, they did that with Chip in yeah. Philadelphia. Yep. That backfired quickly. Yeah, and then they got rid of everyone. Kiko, gone. Basically, everyone that LeSean. he got, they, yeah, they got rid of.
0: Chip Kelly had everybody pissing every single morning to check their mm-hmm. piss. Every single morning really? they had to pee. Weigh in, check this, check that, weigh out. Like a whole college app. Here's your protein bar directly after your workout. Here's your shake mix just for you. Here's your diet. Here's what you can eat, what you can't eat. Wow. Which is probably, uh, in theory, a great idea. In theory, a great idea. But Chad Ochocinco ate McDonald's every single day of his life. Right. right. <laughs> every single day of his life. And he was one of the best quarter, uh, wide receivers in the game. Yeah. It's like yeah. there's different strokes for different blokes, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's the difference between college and pros. Is like in college – the thought that you have to regulate everybody's life mm-hmm. is a real one because there's a lot of temptation mm-hmm. and you got a lot of immaturity but in the NFL it's like yes there's some people who are definitely idiots but yo know, those idiots are probably really good at football if they're in the NFL That's so let's, them, just, yeah. let's yeah. just let them yeah. do their thing yeah it's a very interesting dynamic of like having a res- give and take yeah a respectable schedule mm-hmm. res- respectable expectations versus being in a like overabundant or mm-hmm. not overabundant, over like
5: micromanaging. Uh, yeah, like a yeah. micromanage
0: situation. Uh-huh. That's why the college coaches don't work in the NFL. You rarely see it. Pete Carroll has worked because uh-huh. he had the Legion of Boom there for a while, but you rarely see it. Because mm-hmm. it's every minute of somebody's life being regulated to a lot more freedom.
5: Wasn't that Harbaugh's problem too? Oh yeah. yeah. Well, Sabin, he could break Shiano.
0: Shiano. all of you because in college they are the dictator. Uh-huh. They, yeah. they are literally the they are Kim Jong un at their place. Right. All of these people are my followers. They can't do anything without me. Like if they if they don't want to do what I tell them to do Drop their scholarship, they're right back to the hood if they want. They'll Mm -hmm. go right back out of school. They're going nowhere. You are every single minute. We got study hall at this time so the kids can't go anywhere. We got food at this time. We got workout. We got conditioning. We got this. We got that. You try to control every single minute. Because to be honest, they probably need it. As 18, 19-year-old, probably need Mm -hmm. it. But then once you become an adult, Petrino, there's another one. Petrino or Petrino? Petrino. Petrino is another one. I guess he was hated. Is it because
6: you just become a player and then you just get paid and you're like, I don't got to take that shit?
0: No, um, it's because, like, I'm an adult. Yeah. Like, hey, man, I'm an adult now. Like, he's doing that to, like, 35-year-olds.
6: I have kids.
4: You can't treat me like a kid. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like,
0: it's like, hey, bub, listen, I'm paid more than you are, okay? <laughs> right. <laughs> I am worth more than you are to this team, and I'm an adult. And whenever I get here, I'm going to do my job, and I'm going to do it very well. Um, and if I don't, cut me. Yeah. That's what I always said with the Colts. Like, hey, I what do I I send some tweets out. I say the fuck word every once in a while. If I don't do my job well, cut me then. I don't mm-hmm. care. But if I'm doing my job great, just leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. This is our work. This isn't like, this is work. That's what this is. When
5: you know you're really good and then oh, some other nice. team's going to grab you up right away, that's supposed to be like so liberating. Oh, it's very nice. <laughs>
0: it's very nice to be like, yeah, what are you, What are you, are you going to cut me? Is that what you're going to do? No, you're going to find me. Oh, Okay. It's a cool feeling to have, to just look at a guy, oh, you cut me? Okay, cut me. Jim Mercy. will Jim Mercy let you cut me right now? I don't know. You tell me. Why don't you do that? That would be a cool conversation. I wish yeah. I wish I could go back time knowing what I know now. Right. In that last conversation I had with the GM, have that the first conversation oh, with him. It so would have been beautiful. It would have just been absolutely, hey, let's get this relationship on the right step here. <laughs> let's go ahead and let you know how I feel. It's awesome. Hey, Connor, uh, is Patriots scared of anything?
8: No. Okay, good. Just failure. So you are. <laughs> maybe. Maybe a little losing in there. Hey, it's not like I want to go back to the Super Bowl and lose, okay? It's tough. It takes a toll. Been through three of them already. In a yeah, short period it must of time. suck to be
5: a fan and that be your fears. I'm afraid we might lose in the Super Bowl. <laughs>
8: yeah. Hey, right now, I'm just, you know, I still have the World Series on my mind still. So there's a lot of things going for me.
0: All right, I want to hit a couple things here before we get out of here. Uh, the Cowboys fucked me. Yeah, they did. Cowboy, had a five game parlay going. Patty parlay. Uh-huh. I talked about it earlier with my bookie. Patty parlay. I had five game, five bet going. All of a sudden, the Cowboys become a juggernaut on offense. They score forty points alone, bust the game over in half, and my parlay sixteen to one parlay. I was about to win sixteen to one, mm. <laughs> two hundred fifty dollars, a four thousand dollar parlay because Dak Prescott and Zeke. And Conor McGregor and Jerry Jones decided <laughs> to thump the Jacksonville Jaguars out of nowhere, by the way. That yeah. came out of nowhere. Jalen Ramsey, tough post-game interview.
1: It was. Did you uh, at least bet all five of those by themselves as well? No. Of course not. That's of course tough. Not. That's tough. Conor McGregor, proper 12. Get the fuck out of this <laughs> Can I get a heads
0: up? Can I get a heads up whenever he's showing up? Can I get a fucking heads up that he's walking in there, giving a pregame speech, yeah. shot putting a football in the middle of the field? <laughs>
1: I saw him wearing a cowboy hat. Pretty awesome look for him.
0: Pretty awesome he can do whatever he wants. Conor mm-hmm. McGregor can do it. He just lost.
1: Incredible suit.
0: He just mm-hmm. lost. He lost his fight.
1: Yep. But and, he
5: won in life. He's,
0: so yeah. he's, he's, <laughs> he's yeah. getting he standing, standing ovations from the Cowboys. He's getting standing <laughs> ovations. He can do whatever he wants because he, he has so much swagger. It's unbelievable.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. That Is suit that? was fucking phenomenal. Apparently, he wants to fight in Jerry World.
0: Yeah, he was, said that. Yeah. He said, put the Octagon in here
1: or whatever. And Khabib wants to fight yeah. Mayweather, apparently, now. What are you going to get? Are you going to get fucking... Uh, it would be on the big screen, That's I awesome. guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When you're
0: there, it's hard not to just watch the big mm-hmm. screen. I was a Jumbotron watcher. As a punter on the field, I would watch the Jumbotron instead of the field in front yeah, of me because yeah. it's just a much better view. Mm-hmm. But when you're at Jerry World, you're on the sideline, it's hard not to look straight up at the Jumbotron because it's like 4K. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the size of the football. <laughs> it's, it's a 60-yard HD. Is your
6: neck hurt after staring at it, though?
0: No, but if you look at any photos of anybody there, you'll see them all just looking <laughs> straight up. It's the way it is. It's very hard not to because it's so dim. Damn- so you could do a fight there yeah. because everybody in the building's watching yeah. on the Jumbotron anyways. That would be awesome. It would be awesome. That would be a hell of a payday for old conor yeah, mcgregor was it a hundred
5: thousand yep yeah
8: he's packing out hundred thousand people
5: plus pay-per-view Ooh.
0: you think conor mcgregor would get a hundred thousand people there i
8: bet he would oh yeah, uh, yeah. for sure no doubt because if he if it does happen it's going to be K- khabib mcgregor or habib however you fuck you say it. don't disrespect McGregor. his name yeah, country dude. religion yeah. i'm like, that, i'm, I, I'm just saying however
7: you He'll say come it, play the drums on your face dude yeah <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah but you just said i'd it. like to see it <laughs> I'd like to see it too. <laughs> I think a lot of people would like to see
8: it after I'd a little stink. I'd be down if it's in fucking Cowboy Stadium. Yeah, I'll fight. I'm sure. <laughs> uh,
0: you think Khabib McGregor too would sell a hundred thousand tickets?
3: No, no uh, way. I, uh, the,
0: I bet after played. that, after a that chance of no. fight, no. seeing no. a fight after, after that, the game. at big
4: stadiums like that, they don't do that. Canelo and it'd who, be even more because it'd fill up
0: the field too. So it's like one hundred twenty thousand.
4: They do that. They're not going to sell tickets all the way at the top, I don't think. What's, like,
5: the, what's the highest, uh, what's the biggest uh, venue they've done so far?
0: I don't know, but 100,000 tickets is a lot of fucking tickets. Uh, that's a lot of tickets.
5: Yeah, But he's the king of promotion. I mean, he's not going to do that if he doesn't think he can sell it. He would have
7: to be the right guy that he's fighting against, and I don't know if it would be Khabib because he's already lost, so I, d- I don't saw. know if the interest
1: is maybe there
4: for people. Maybe if him and Floyd box again. He and Diaz, maybe. Yeah, that'd be a good See, one, too. I'd rather too. watch Khabib and, and and
1: I would, yeah. too, but I could then
7: see a lot of Floyd. people
1: who would be I wouldn't
0: off mind like. watching Khabib Connor again I would. with stipulations.
1: No, no gun
6: to the ground? Yeah. yeah, yeah. No shit. Yeah. So for no UFC bears. record, 56,214 is the record. What is it? 56,214. That's what I'm saying,
0: dude. 100,000 tickets is a yeah, lot of
6: fucking it? tickets, man. It was Holly Holmes and Ronda Rousey.
8: Which was also the McGregor fight. <sighs> you have to fly maybe over half of Ireland, too. Yeah, yeah. maybe
1: all of Ireland. <laughs> We're know. taking Dublin. Dublin. <laughs> hundred
8: thousand tickets is a lot of tickets.
1: Yeah, I think I, I agree, could do it. but I still think
5: he could do it. Yeah, yeah he's got a sure. shot.
8: That is so much money. Jerry Jones plus Conor McGregor, hundred thousand people in there, easy. Promoting it yeah. out of nowhere. Dana easy. White too. Dana White. Yeah. Probably you John probably get
0: Rogan. WWE in there too. You bring Brock Lesnar in. You get Brock Lesnar. See, that's like what that. they would do. Connor yeah. McGregor. You get yeah. Brock Lesnar in there with Connor McGregor. Fighting
5: DC or something. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And
0: then you have a potential. And John Jones. If John, John Jones, Jones yeah. can see, you get. That's like a super card, yeah, right? Yeah, that's yeah. what they
5: would do. Hundred.
0: Yeah. Would they? Yeah. Do we know if they're yeah. smart enough to do that? We could call them. Seems we like we just gave them the idea. It's WrestleMania, bro. <laughs> That's what you do. So you do John Jones fighting somebody, Brock Lesnar fighting somebody, and Conor McGregor fighting somebody. You do it in Jerry World, 100,000 tickets, probably would be sold to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Brock Lesnar sells out arenas still just wrestling, mm-hmm. let alone fighting some human again. Yeah, that would probably do it. It, wouldn't just be, it couldn't just be Conor, I don't think. Though. No. no Conor's a, an animal. Yeah. Conor is quite a draw. But you add in John Jones, and can John
5: Jones and Brock Lesnar fight?
4: Uh, yeah, yeah. If yes yeah, John can, fu- super if fight. John
5: Jones can fight heavyweight.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. He probably walks around at like two thirty, I would guess. Yeah.
5: He could put on weight easily it's too. A he's to he's a massive. He friend. wants to. He said. He said yeah. in the past that he wants to fight Brock Lesnar. Yeah. So,
0: so that would be a fight just like Khabib, just like Matreon and Bader. Right? Brett Lesnar would just take down John Jones. Mm, I
4: don't.
5: Uh, I think John would put. John it in
4: Jones' takedown defense is very good, yes. and he's so he's Yo, so long.
0: John Jones used to just toy with people. Yeah, yeah. he was so good until all of his troubles. He's, what was that years ago? He's fighting yeah.
4: again in December. His first fight back. Yeah.
0: They're saying he snitched on somebody. That's how he got his. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> what they're saying. They say he's got sn- a light sentence. Got a lighter sentence. Whatever gets somebody. him back, <laughs> yeah. but he used to dominate, folks. Yeah. yeah, he was the future. He was the one, and then all the shit started happening. Yeah. He started acting like getting caught up in a bunch of bullshit,
5: mm-hmm. a lot of
8: Dan Marino stuff.
5: Over I mean, there. he has like high level <laughs> college wrestling, so he, yeah, yeah, he, he, like it's a different animal. Where Matt Mitrione just never wrestled, bro. Yeah.
8: <laughs>
6: I would say too on that card, you throw Derek Lewis on there, it automatically sells. Oh,
0: the Black Beast! <laughs> oh, yeah, I would love to see that. The Black Beast, John Jones, Brock Lesnar, and Conor McGregor on the same fight card.
5: What about this? Maybe they bring Herschel Walker out of him <laughs> <in there with laughs> and throw
0: him in there. Huh? Uh,
1: or what's huh? his name? Greg Hardy. Jerry. Well, yeah, Greg Hardy. Her- yeah. Greg Hardy makes. So you got Herschel Walker,
0: Greg Hardy. That's the opening fight.
8: Probably Brock Lesnar, John Jones, right, and then Daniel Cormier, Derek Lewis, which is actually happening in December. Derek, oh. uh, Cormier and Derek mm-hmm. Lewis. That's a championship fight. Yeah, but I think Brock
0: Lesnar, uh, John Jones would be after that
4: fight. Yeah, it'd be the co main event. In
0: my head, that would be after that fight. Probably a bit more than a
4: even Connor and Khabib. I think so, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. John Jones returning is huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I, hope I he forgot stays how, stays how good for he was. He was for- the
5: best. He's like, no one has ever, like, even as good as Connor is, like, John Jones is the best guy in any weight class to ever have. Fought Do you
0: remember so. in Baltimore when he came out to the Ray Lewis intro? Mm Oh, I was there for it. I was actually there for it. And he did the Ray Lewis intro in Baltimore and he came out and he just fucked with a guy for like three rounds. But whenever the intro started and he was on the Jumbotron, his brother Art was on the Ravens at the time. It was the roof almost got blown off of that place. And I was like, "Oh, here's this is the guy for this is the guy for UFC." And he was literally toying with a guy. Mm-hmm. He was toying with him. He it was very obvious that at any moment he could have ended the fight. He was just fucking with the guy. He would do that straight arm and then elbow right to the guy's face and then right back, yeah. like you're playing with a child uh, almost, yeah. just like bouncing off his head and then elbow to the face. And I remember thinking, "This guy is the guy." And then, bang,
5: disappears.
4: What is that like that's probably two, two years almost, two three years. And, yeah. that, and
5: that was uh, Stephen. Um, uh, the guy that fought in the first Ultimate Fighter. But oh, Bonner? Stefan Bonner. And Stefan Bonner at that time was no joke. And he was playing around with Fucking him. Like a, with him. Yeah, yeah. I
0: that
1: remember. would be awesome
0: if the Cowboys, if that happened there. That'd be great.
5: All right, a couple other
0: things. Um, Brock Chip, Miami, it's happening.
1: Yep. Can't, I
8: couldn't be happier. <laughs>
1: you love that. <laughs> just, I just couldn't be happy. I'm nervous. Uh, one
8: thing I'm scared of? Brock. Write that down. Uh, you should be. Patriots fans, Brock Osweiler, do not go well together.
0: This guy, I don't understand. It's just like the Josh Allen thing in Buffalo, where Peterman comes in, throws a pick six, and it's like, why isn't Kaepernick in the league? He's Brock Osweiler. Same thing. You're he's, like, Why is Kaepernick not in the league? If this guy's it's hard not to say that.
1: Brock's an S T D, man. <laughs> you think you got rid of him, but then he comes flaring back up.
6: <laughs> like we are talking about Andy Reid season, but Bro. like Broccoli season is gonna be great. Brock Tober. He pissed off. That's what he said. (laughs) No, I said Brocktober. You said broccoli. Mm, No, you said broccoli. Kind of like broccoli. I think it's
0: National Take a Hike Day. (laughs) (laughs) I honestly honestly believe it's National Take a Hike.
6: It can't be. I think it is. It was last week.
0: (laughs) No, no, no. It's coming up, I said. I think it's today. See you later. (laughs) (laughs) Take a nice little broccoli
5: hike. Uh, Take your holster. Take your holster.
0: I'll see you later. Do a lap. Just one little hot lap. Um
5: <laughs> is Brockles just like the most amazing quarterback in practice. Is that why he stays in no so the fuck knows, I man. have no
0: clue. I honestly have no it's like Peterman. What does Peterman do? <laughs> yeah, I have no I have no idea how this guy remains in there. US retail icon Sears files for bankruptcy. It's a real shame. It's tough.
1: Yeah. It's uh, the end of an era. I used to go get my uh, pictures taken there.
0: That a boy. A little family photo. Yeah. yeah. Good mm-hmm. pose with the
5: block.
1: My mom yeah. once bought me and my brother matching FUBU jerseys. And I said, oh, mom, you just, that's- <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you get this. I said
5: on Twitter that Sears, I, I, I never went there, but I always liked knowing it was around. It's just like my grandpa, because they were like the jack of all trades, master of none. you know what I mean? They could do a little bit of everything, but nothing you would want them to do personally. <laughs> my
7: dad used to work at Sears. He was security guard, uh-huh. drove a Camaro. <laughs> tackled a guy, jumped out of his Camaro, tackled a guy stealing a VCR. Oh,
0: no. Nice. From Sears? That's oh, yeah. A of a what a Frank Moralto legendary <laughs> story, right there. Welcome back, Zito. You didn't miss much. Broccoli. <laughs> it was tough to listen
1: to.
3: Yeah. Uh,
0: Sears, Sears, like the man place. Yeah. You go man. there, you feel like a man.
1: I, feel like, I always feel like Tim Allen.
5: It yeah. was a cool place to
1: what? walk around. Yeah, yeah.
5: But like, I never know what any of it does. Yeah, and it was interesting, too, because the death of them was Lowe's and Best Buy and all that, because it was like yeah, a yeah. watered-down version of Lowe's, watered-down version of Best Buy, mm-hmm. but it was all in one place, I guess, was their thing. Uh, Sam all that shit. Yeah.
0: Uh, Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson are split up. Mm, That's too what
6: bad. What does he do with all his tattoos? Wait, what? Just gets new ones. He has like seven of them of her.
0: he never would have guessed they were going to break up. Mm. Didn't seem like that one was rushed at all. Nah. Didn't seem like there was no decision making happening at all during oh. that whole thing. Didn't seem like that was... a. I mean, somebody tweeted it out because Ariana Grande was getting crushed for this just yep. like she was with me. She had a terrorist attack at one of her concerts. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Her ex-boyfriend dies of OD, mm-hmm. and she's currently breaking up an engagement. She's at a rough time. Ariana Grande
5: is on a code red right now. Yeah. It, is, it is, it's a wild world she's living in. Like she had some kind of wake up call. It was like, <laughs> oh, what am I doing? No, no, Pete Davidson, no. Yeah, yeah. You think that's what it was? Yeah, she had some kind of, uh, things got better in her life real quick. And I don't she was like,
0: hmm. I think maybe she just realized what she was doing there. Mm-hmm. She was like, ah, Mac just died. I had a terrorist attack at my one concert. <laughs> now I'm dating this guy with butthole eyes.
1: Yeah, maybe she just looked at a picture of those two and we're just like, What the fuck am I
5: doing? Yeah. Something woke her up.
0: You think something well, was it? Something in her group? You think it was something in her group? You're saying it was something that she got rid of.
5: Yeah, because otherwise, how do you keep doing that in the how do you keep waking up every day thinking, oh, this is the guy I should be with? <laughs>
3: This is, shot. this is shot after shot at Pete Davidson, by the way. I don't know if he deserves
5: this.
0: This is probably what's happening across all channels at the moment right now. <laughs> Nobody feels bad for Pete Davidson at the moment. Everybody's like, good for Ariana finally figuring it out. But what if this was all just set up by their agents?
5: That's what I think mm. yeah, for sure. This is
0: all set up by their agents, yeah. just like what happened with uh, Taylor Swift and all her relationships before. Now she's mega albums right after mega star. But what if this is all set up by their agents to both get them both a little bit more pub? Mm-hmm. Ariana Grande definitely a big superstar before then, but she's got every move she made with Pete Davidson was in the news, in mm-hmm. the tabloids, oh. everything like that. It feels as if there's a potential chance that this could have been set up by agents, and if that's the case. And they, they both won, I think, because yeah. it was quite a talking point for the whole thing.
5: And that could be, like hook her up with more of like an American sweetheart, up-and-comer guy. Is that what you're thinking? Get like her an past- image
0: type thing? I think everybody knew her as Mac. Ariana Grande was obviously a big yeah. name. But she was known as Mac Miller's girlfriend, too, for a while there. For a big lot- Sean. To a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Big Sean as mm-hmm. well. So this was like, a, oh, here we go. It's a whole new chapter. Mm-hmm. She's with a new guy. She's doing new things. She's got new music out. Boom, 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 boom. It's like an agent move almost. It feels like it's almost an agent move. And then maybe they hung out and they did enjoy each other. They're like, yeah, this is cool. Let's keep doing it. And then the agent's like, how about you guys get engaged? It's not that big of a deal. It won't really happen. Because they were doing all that little shit.
3: Mm -hmm. Remember it all, it was like
0: Pete Davidson gave her like the ring that is... They were awfully public about it. Yeah, his dad gave her and then the tattoo and then all that. It was very,
5: it all seemed very choreographed
7: to me. But I'd love to pile on, but it's lasted longer than anything I
5: got going on. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like good for him. I, I guess I don't feel sorry for him because, hey, good for you. Yeah. You were there.
0: Goldman Sachs' new CEO, David Solomon, also moonlights as a top-charting DJ, a.k.a. DJ D-Soul. Mm-hmm. Is that real, Ty?
4: That is very real.
0: The top guy, Goldman Sachs. Mm-hmm. This own It's its own little money market where they just print money for themselves. Okay. They are the wolves of Wall Street. Yes. Goldman Sachs is their own Wall Street. Mm-hmm. There's stories where if you just get a job at Goldman Sachs, you're going to be rich forever. It's mm-hmm. just if you get in the door at Goldman Sachs, you're printing your own money. The guy who is in charge now, Whenever the, they finally leave the, 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 the bull, the, mm-hmm. the stock, mm-hmm. yep. he goes, puts on a headphones mm-hmm. and fucking presses play in front of a group of people at a nightclub that are all on drugs.
4: Uh, the video I saw, he was like fucking spinning big time. So I don't DJ know. DJ
0: D soul, cause <laughs> Yeah. Does he have anything on Spotify? DJ D soul have anything on Spotify?
1: I assume he was just at like one of these DJ parties one time and he had so much money. <laughs> so he's just like, oh. I want to do that. And when you have that much money, you just get all the equipment and then you could also pay to get into these places and then you become popular because as a DJ, you just press play. was like Pat when
7: he saw a guy do a backflip on a dirt bike. Yep. That's exactly (laughs) what it was.
0: I want to do that. I almost did it with DJs. (laughs) (laughs) I almost did it with DJs. DJ shiny head helmet thing. DJ shiny helmet thing. What was it? (laughs) DJ shiny head thing. I wanted to do it. I still want to do it. I still want to (laughs) do it. good. DJ shiny head thing. I really want to do it bad. Fucking Waka Flocka. I don't know how much money he made at that house. (laughs) That was incredible. Dude was just screaming up there while pressing play, and then they took a minute video of him acting like a DJ. (laughs) And then he was back just screaming, and then he left, and then he had another gig. He had another gig. It was DJ Waka Faka. Wasn't even playing his own music. Was made 50
7: grand. Th- yeah. No, no oh, problem. Yeah. Just
0: bouncing around, and then the video was him DJ pressing play, That And then he bounced around. I'm like, Waka Faka is a genius. This guy is an absolute genius. DJ Shiny Head. Who was
1: the DJ who was here last week, did something at the Motor Speedway at like 8 p.m., so it's like 5 p.m. Pacific in Vegas, and then flew to Vegas and did their normal Vegas show at night? That's wow. absurd.
0: DJ Shiny Head thing needs to happen. <laughs> 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 needs to happen. DJ D-Soul, good for this guy. Top of the two worlds. Mm-hmm. Not bad. They, we had a whole plan for DJ Shiny Head thing. <laughs> we are going to take photos at a, one club, just put me in there, do one photo. And it was like, yeah, I just got back from a Europe tour. Nobody would be able to follow that. No. Nobody would know buy some twitter followers put up some mm-hmm. pictures just got done with the europe tour coming to uh america who wants to book me yeah. dumb promoters would be like oh yeah we got this new guy dj Shiny <laughs> Head. he's coming into town he's a big party and all he would have to do is just literally press play if the computer freezes i'm fucked completely yeah. fucked <laughs> completely completely screwed but just press play and we would have documented the whole thing yeah. and we were going to make an entire documentary about how this whole dj thing is wild it's a wild i would have actual djs make my playlist we would Give them credit in the, both in life and in the documentary. And then I would just be pressing play with a shiny helmet on.
6: I think you should. What would be your go to
0: yell? I don't know yet. It has to be something remarkable. I was thinking about having an auto tuner on the helmet. Oh, so, oh that's close. So Ooh. as I come out, like I speak, like not Darth Vader, or, yeah, Darth yeah, Vader yeah. or Bane, but I definitely have a distinct voice coming out of the DJ shiny helmet thing.
7: Because <laughs> then you can talk. All these guys have the problem they can't talk. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Exactly. I seen one of them guys that wears a helmet put it on to somebody else to go to a photo shoot. Oh, that's yeah. a good move.
3: <laughs> I
0: can't wait to send Nick and all these DJ shiny helmet things. Mm, they tried that shoots. at Chuck E. Cheese that didn't last. <laughs> <time>. <laughs> ah, that's awesome. Red Sox even up series with the Astros in the American League Championship Series, heading back to Houston tied one-one. Boston just wins, man. That's why whenever they say tell tell the Boston fans to be classy after that whole thing, like they're just. They're very arrogant fans, as they should be. There's a lot to celebrate. The Patriots came out and banned that guy who threw the beer from Gillette forever. Very classy move. But for me, that's what makes Gillette, Gillette. Correct. For me, that I enjoy the mass holes being there. That's the home field advantage. Whenever their motherfucking Adam Vinatieri, who won them Super Bowls, Like that's what makes... Foxboro. That's what I enjoy. So the middle fingers, the fact that anybody was upset about the middle fingers, like those people need to stop. I don't think they watch football. They just saw it on the internet and were upset about it. You got people like literally like... Attacking other humans out mm-hmm. there. I mean, it's let's not let's not a middle finger flying yeah, here and yeah. there. It's where the kids
5: will our battles. Here. Don't
0: tell the yeah. kids what it means and they'll never worry about it. You know, if the kid doesn't know that that middle finger means fuck you, right. he could possibly mean Tyreek Hill's number one.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> you, you teach your kids better, you know, and then we'll handle that. The beer tossing thing, very aggressive, but I mm-hmm. don't think you'll hear Tyreek Hill bitch about no. it. You're
5: number one. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Little, when Little Atlas comes out, be like, yeah, because that means number one. Go ahead and give it to your teacher. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Apparently, uh, right. I guess right before the show started, someone said that the NFL and NFLPA is trying to sue that fan.
8: Yeah, uh, Tyreek Hill and uh, the, the other dude are going after him. I don't know. Really? That. Uh, what? Tyreek oh, Drew Rosenhaus. Rosenhaus. Yeah. Tyreek Hill is not happy about it. Rosenhaus and Tyreek Hill want to prosecute. See, that's what? the difference. If I'm Tyreek Hill, I want that story.
5: Bro, that's sure. Shirt- uh, eventually somebody's yeah. going to interview me on some show, and I want that story.
0: Bro, it's him, Steve austin
5: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, uh, Yeah. Steve Austin did that every night of his life, every Monday night of his yeah. life. But it sucks you have somebody spit on you. That could be a potential backwash, that whole thing. I can understand why you're mad. Uh, but man, that's just an awesome moment, I think. For Tyreek Hill, that's an awesome moment. <laughs> granted, I didn't get beer tossed in my face. After scoring a touchdown, you have before. I have not in scoring touchdowns. Usually, winning (laughs) dance-offs. we all have. But I, for me, that's a towel, right? Just keep it moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about
8: it. Tyreek Hill wouldn't last a day in Fenway Park. (laughs) (laughs) Yikes! You fucking Red Sox fan.
0: Hashtag end gang. Hashtag end game. Um, Hmm. We already gave like three of them.
1: Yeah, we did. Figure it out. They're just just in there. By the
0: way, today, this afternoon, we are doing the raffle uh, drawing for the winners. Mm -hmm. We had 30,000 entries. We will knock it down to 20. And then of those 20, we will then pick um, balls. I believe it will be ping pong Mm -hmm. balls to draft, basically, the people into the groat. Uh, out of those 20 balls we'll pick somebody that person will then go into the slot 11 hole mm-hmm. then 10 hole 9 hole 8 hole 7 all the way up to 1 1 gets the their choice of any other raffle items then 2 gets what's left 3 and so on and so on should be a very electric afternoon mm-hmm. very excited for the groat winners very excited for everybody that purchased mm-hmm. the documentary and got entered into the groat we appreciate you immensely Uh, for myself Todd Diggs Nick Zito, Ty Schmidt Evan Foxy Bailey McComas and Boston Connor having Incredible Tuesday. We appreciate you so much. Heartland Radio 2.0 is tomorrow. It's a good one, too. Haven't recorded it yet, but it'll be a <laughs>
3: heater.
5: And use the promo code. The brand kicked ass this weekend. That's over. Is it over? It's a 24-hour it code. Ah.
0: Stay up to date on my Twitter to get codes for 20% <laughs> off. Uh, if ma- Actually, I'll probably make one. I'll probably make one tonight. If Mason Crosby misses okay. no kicks.
3: <laughs> we'll, so
0: that's probably, that could be oh, yeah. check right now for the brand potentially a 20% discount if Mason missed no kicks last night. Nice. We'll see how it goes. Uh, at com. Other than that, have an incredible day. Thank you so much for listening. You guys are literally the best. Tell your friends about us if you'd like. Uh, if not, Don't really give a shit. Have a great Tuesday. Ty Schmidt hit the music.